You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. The following is an exclusive presentation of Team 600 ESPN El Paso. This is Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Here are your hosts, Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. It's Football Friday Night. That's right, football is back in the borderland. From now until the clock strikes zero, we have you covered with all the action. From West Texas to the land of enchantment, it's a full slate of games tonight on Football Friday Night. Right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm your host, Bo Bagley, alongside the hardest workers in the business, Paul McKinnon and the silky smooth Sal Montez. Oh yeah, we have 70 years of experience on site in the stadiums tonight. Our 600 ESPN El Paso high school football reporters are working that beat to bring you the best coverage possible. Our reporters tonight are Steve Escajeda, Nick, Alex Nicolas, Jaime Chavez, Adrian Broadus, Joe Rodriguez in his 14th season, and J.D. Sursley. And once, guys, uh, before we get to the action, I'd like to give a shout-out to longtime Football Friday Night host and reporter Mark Miller. Mark stepped aside after nearly 30 years, bringing you all the action, a decade as host. And Mark, from all of us, thank you for everything you have done for high school football in the borderland. And on behalf of everyone here at 600 ESPN El Paso, thank you for making this show what it is. It's a beacon of light when it comes to West Texas and Southern New Mexico high school football. And Paul, you've had a, a lot of long chance to work with Mark Miller over the years. Talk a little bit about Mark. What was he like? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, maybe I just get a better chance to talk and talk now. Let's start there. No, just kidding. Yeah, Mark was terrific. So organized. Uh, uh, people who've listened to this show for a long time, it, it's always been like a, a kind of Wild West shootout, you know, all over the place. You never know what, what you're going to hear. But what Mark did, he's a guy of structure, and he really, really gave this show a lot of structure and uh, I think gave it a direction. It's a lot more serious show now. If, this, if, if you're a guy who cares about high school football, wants to listen, hear things, know things, what's going on, this is really the place to go because there's a lot of information being uh, dealt. And, you know, Mark's the one that uh, steered the ship that direction. Good for him. Appreciate it big time. Mark did a great job over the years. I really appreciate him giving a lot of guidance to, to this show. So really excited to be here with everybody. And uh, my first stint as a radio show after a long time at KTSM and News Channel 9. Spent 17 years, 18 years uh, doing high school football. So excited to be here on the other side talking a little bit about high school football over the radio. So some big games today. We obviously have an early one, Midland Christian and Americus at the Student Activities Complex at the SAC. That was a 4 p.m. kickoff. We also have Parkland. Eastwood, one of our top games of the night. Canateo at Burgess, another big one. Delvai at Coronado. I lo always love this start, this time of the season. Some of these early matchups you don't see out of district. A lot of fun rivalry games, especially to start off Andrus Chapin last night to, to take a point. Yeah, no, and you know, a good game for, for a quarter. And then, as often happens, you know, the best player on the field, you know, flips everything. And that was Jeremiah Cooper. I was at that Andrus game. You know, Delvai jumped out to a to a quick lead, a 7-zip, but the very next play, 
Jeremiah Cooper touches the ball for the first time out of the slot. They throw him a little bubble. He zigs right. He zigs left. He goes up the middle, a little more to the left, a little more to the right. 60 yards later, all the way down to the four-yard uh, line. Malachi Doe punches it in from four yards out on the very next play. Cooper had a touchdown run out of the Wildcat late in that one. Had a 52-yard punt return. My point was, what in the world are you doing kicking the ball to Jeremiah Cooper with like 30 seconds left? That play was brought back due to an offsides penalty. But uh, even then, uh, coming out in the second half, 21-6, they were up. Put Cooper back, uh, Wildcat again. And it was Cooper right, Cooper left, Cooper up the middle until a little 19-yard jet sweep to Anderson, 28-6. Pretty much game over. Jeremiah Cooper just took that game in his hands and, and uh, took charge. And the final score there, Andrus took care of Chapin, 42-13. In other action last night, Irvin topped Hanks, 49-27. And also Bel Air topped Socorro, 21-6. A lot of ga- good games again tonight. Other games and action that we have. The Iceman, Brandon Cohn, is over at Austin High School. The Austin Panthers hosting the Horizon Scorpions. Also, Joe Rodriguez down in Clint Lions Stadium. They're hosting Monahans. El Paso is at Riverside. A late game tonight, Eastlake is against El Dorado at the SAC. That should be a fun one. We'll head back out to the SAC and Alex Nicholas in just a moment. Also, Joe Rodriguez, we'll get a report from him. That's a 6.30 p.m. kickoff down in Clint. Paul, we were talking a little earlier. It's hard to throw away the season of 2020 during a COVID-19 pandemic, all the forfeitures, everything everybody had to go through in, in social distancing, mask wearing, vaccines or not. Your take on 2020 and where do we leave us in 2021? Well, I always look at it from, you know, I'm not a historian, but I play one on TV. I always look at who the district champs are and things like that. And everything just turned out so nettily. I mean, in in 6A, congratulations to Eastwood. They were uh, district champs. Second time in three years, I remember, in Super 5A a couple of years ago. But Eastlake goes undefeated in the district, their first time in 6A, and wind up finishing second because they didn't play as many games as Eastwood. You remember how it was back then. Okay, well, let's play on a Wednesday. Okay, let's play a Thursday. Is your Tuesday open? Let's fit a game in there. So they play one less game. They don't get a district championship, but then you flip over to District 2-5A. You have a three-way tie for first place among uh, Burgess, Andrus, and Irvin. Well, Irvin's 3-0, you know, beat a, couple, uh, beat a few softies. Uh, Andrus is 3-0, a good win over Austin in there. Burgess is 2-0. Wait, wait, one of these things is not like the other. It's been a while from, from Sesame Street. But those teams aren't tied, but yet they are uh, tri-champs for those guys. And, and I talked to you earlier about uh, Pebble Hills. They thought they worst off they lose to Eastlake to finish the season. They're going to be in a three-way flip for the final spot. Mark Torres, uh, head coach there, finds out, oh, you guys better win this one, or guess what? You're going to be out, and that's exactly what happened. 35-34. Eastlake drives the field with about 80 seconds left. Uh, that Elijah Uribe kid, as is, is that Eastlake uh, offense transformed from high-flying to grounded out, and, and that was good enough last year, got them into the playoffs, and unfortunately for Pebble Hills, knocked them out. It's been a tough season. Uh, you know, last year, COVID-19 hit, and absolutely, like you said, it's just a toss-up. Certainly don't want to throw that season out. A lot, of, a lot of kids, their senior years, and that was it for high school football or football in general. So uh, it's very tough, but now we're going into 2021, and we got football. Football's back. Hmm. An exciting season and slate we have tonight, and a bunch of great out-of-town games as well. Franklin is at Rio Rancho Cleveland up in Albuquerque, and Cleveland is coming off a, a great couple of years. 
Yeah, district champs in 2019, and they went 4-0 last year. Remember, there were, there were no playoffs uh, last year up in New Mexico. I think they started playing maybe around March. So I'm curious what the turnaround is like for those New Mexico teams. Do, do they just stay red hot, or are they burned out from football a year ago? Who knows? I guess we'll find out tonight. Franklin's going to give them all they can uh, ask for. Absolutely. Actually, I think the Las Cruces Bulldogs really started out the season uh, last week. They started hot uh, coming off a of spring season. They beat Volcano Vista 27-20 last week. Uh, we'll get into some of those scores a little bit, but Franklin is at Rio Rancho Cleveland. Pebble Hills at the Permian Panthers Mojo hosting the Pebble Hills Spartans. Also, the Montwood Rams are taking on the Midland Bulldogs at Grande Communications Stadium. Mountain View is at Rudoso. Isleta at Clovis and Jefferson at Alpine rounds out our out-of-town game. Games. We're going to go uh, get some updates from those games in just a little bit. First, let's head out to the Student Activities Complex and Alex Nicholas with an update from America's Midland Christian. Alex. It's all final from Far East South. That goal is all Midland Christian as Thank you very much. 42-7. Midland Christian opens up the season with a win at the sack over the Americas Trailblazers. Really tough start of the season for the Blazers there in the sack at home. Midland Christian has proven to be tough over the years, and they start the season off tough once again. Yeah, it was combative early on. Midland Christian kind of warmed down. Uh, mistakes really hurt America's. At, at one juncture, still late third quarter, uh, the new starting quarterback for America's, Mark Moore, scrambles a little 10-yard run, pretty athletic, looked good doing that, got him within 8-7. to seven. But two fumbles in plus territory, one all the way down to the four-yard line, tried to throw the ball, got a little tricky. Quarterback trap, ball rolled back all the way to, to about the 40-yard line. Turned that one over. And as I said, a couple of turnovers really killed them as they went to halftime down uh, 28-7, a late TD, and, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Yeah, very tough start for the America's Trailblazers. Patrick Melton, 13th season at the America's, at America's High School. Uh, you know, really done a fantastic job over the years. Um, and just a really tough start. You know he's going to be uh, beside himself on that one. Yeah, don't forget the talent that went out the door. We're talking Aaron Dumas, maybe the best uh, running back in El Paso High School football history. He was at 3,184 yards. No one's ever rushed for over uh, 3,000 before. Deion Hankins, 28-12, the next closest. Yeah, so Aaron Dumas going to be missed now up at the University of New Mexico. We have some out-of-town scores, a bunch of games out of town. Uh, Paul, are we ready to do that? Uh, we got a few, of course, uh, uh, Montwood at uh, Midland, 14-13. Uh, Kevin, Melinda, uh, Kevin Melinda is the quarterback, a 40-yard touchdown run, actually, uh, to get him back within a point. Uh, that one may have changed. Uh, Alpine Jefferson, Jeff was within 14-7 uh, to 7, 
Uh, Alexis Garcia's 60-yard pass reception to get within that touchdown, but now Alpine's put another one on the board. 21-7 to as that one's uh, midway through the second quarter. And once a big, big series of games out in the Permian Basin, also Pebble Hills taking on the Permian Panthers. We'll get that one in just a little bit for you. Another big game down at Lions Stadium, the Clint Lions hosting the Mo Monahans. Let's head out to Joe Rodriguez for an update from Lions Stadium. Joe. Thank you very much. 8.30 to go in the second quarter, and it is all Monaghan's Lobos here as they lead the Clint Lions by a score of 27-0. We have an extra point coming up. The Monaghan's Lobos have scored in their last four possessions. This most recent one, a 65-yard touchdown pass from Cheno Navarrete, the sophomore quarterback, is having one quite a uh, heck of a game here in his first varsity start for the Lobos. Uh, after fumbling their first possession, the Lobos, like I said, scored on their three, uh, uh, excuse me, now four uh, ensuing possessions. We have a touchdown by Tanner Jones on a 13-yard run, a three-yard touchdown pass from Navarrete to Trey Gomez, and his, the very first touchdown that the Lobos had was an 80-yard touchdown pass from Navarrete to Leonard Davis. Three touchdown passes for uh, Cheno Navarrete. He is now currently six for nine with uh, for a little bit more than 180. Excuse me, 100 and. 81 yards on the game. Quite a first half for Tenonata Navarrete. Over on the Clint Lions side of things, um, they've had a couple of turnovers, two fumbles, one on a kickoff return. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the Lobos scored within 21 seconds. Uh, they're halfway or towards the end, excuse me, of the first quarter. I'm going to go ahead and send it back to you on the studio with 8.27 to go. The extra point was good, so now it is the Monaghan Lobos leading the Clint Lions by a score of 28-0. to and Bo, from just outside of uh, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Cleveland, we just spoke about them. The Battle of New Mexico, Franklin in the, in the fight to maybe be uh, New Mexico State champs. Jump out to a 6 to nothing lead, Bo Sparks, touchdown reception from Cameron Bird. What was his name again? Bo Sparks? B-E-A-U. Spelled correctly. Bo Sparks. There we go. Awesome. Oh. Way to go, Bo. Bo knows. Hey, Franklin up over Cleveland, 6 nothing. Also, a report from Permian Basin. The Permian Panthers trail the Pebble Hill Spartans 9-7 to at halftime. So that's a big lead right there for the Pebble Hill Spartans over the Permian Panthers mojo at Ratliff Stadium. Well, an exciting game once again from Joe Rod. 28 nothing. I should say exciting for the Monahans. Lions out there, or over the, the Clint Lions, 28 nothing in the first quarter. And, Bo, here's another early start from out at uh, Bowie's Beatty Samang Stadium. Our Ray Adalto, uh, the early shocker of the night, they're playing Fort Stockton. Fort Stockton District 2 for a champs a year ago. And maybe that doesn't sound like it a lot, but Andrews is in that district. They beat Andrews to win that district. Andrews is the reason Clint couldn't win a district title until they finally left. That's why Clint are three-time champions. When did, uh, when did uh, Andrews leave? Oh, four years ago. What a surprise. Bowie High School, seven. Fort Stockton, six. Seven to six, the Bowie Bears in the first quarter. End of the first quarter. That is exciting. Way to go, Bears. The Osos down at Beatty Semang Stadium. Winless a year ago. Wow, great job by the Bowie Bears. Nice start right now. Let's see if they can hold on. Once again, we got a lot of games for you. A lot of uh, 
Huge matchups here in the very first night of high school football in West Texas. Second week in Las Cruces, we'll have updates from the Land of Enchantment all throughout the Permian Basin. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you, Sal. Welcome back. Football Friday night, the most comprehensive high school football show in the borderland right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We do want to, before we get to our out-of-sound scoreboard, we do want to thank our sponsors out there, Cisco Movers, Longhorn Distributing, El Paso Association of Builders, Greater El Paso Football Showcase, and Taco Avocat. We'll have much more on them in just a moment. Some big games, especially a huge barn burner right now at Grande Communications Stadium, Paul. Yeah, a few going on. Uh, Midland, no, the Midland Christian game we already saw. Uh, Grande Communication, Midland. Yeah, they come flying in. You know, I hadn't even seen that one <laughs> yet. Give me news. 28-24, according to Bo Bagley. <laughs> Midland over Montwood. Uh, here's the ones I can uh, tell you about. Uh, early scores, one of our top games of the night. Uh, big bosses in 5A. Kenny Teal jumps up over Burgess, 7-zip. Jaime Chavez is going to be along with that report. Austin did the same uh, to Horizon, 7-zip, in a battle of playoff teams from a year ago. Uh, you heard Monahan's all over Clint, 21-zip. Bowie out on Fort Stockton, 7-6. Rio Rancho Cleveland just scored, uh, jumped back on top. Uh, Franklin, 7-6 after the BEAU, Bo Sparks, touchdown reception. And elsewhere, uh, good, oh, Midlands Grounded Communications. Yeah, the last score I had was 14-13. So, Bo, you're ahead of the game. A couple other ones, Mountain View jumps back into it. Uh, Salcedo Hernandez, a 54-yard hookup between the two, 7-6 now. Rio Doso over Mountain View. View missed the uh, extra point. Kicking not their strength, I guess. And, of course, Alpine back up on uh, Jefferson, another TD. 21-7, to they lead that one. Yeah, Montwood led Midland 13-0 early in the first quarter, but Midland Bulldogs came roaring back. They lead that one in the second quarter, 28-24. Already 56 points scored in that one. I should say 52 points, if I can do my math right. right. You know, it's our first radio show, my first radio show. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but we're going to have some fun along the way anyway. Hey, let's head out to Steve Escajeda in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Steve Escajeda at Trooper Stadium. Take it away, Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. We've got uh, 8-12 left to go here in the opening quarter, and we're still scoreless between Eastwood and Parkland. Uh, Eastwood got the ball first, and uh, I'll tell you, it took them uh, seven plays to go 83 yards. Uh, that drive was capped by a 52-yard uh, pass completion from quarterback Andrew Martinez to the uh, uh, running back, Sam Lopez. I uh, caught it there on the 20-yard line, uh, dodged a few guys, and appeared to be going in for a score. He was hit and fumbled the ball inside the five-yard line. Uh, Parkland's five-yard line, the uh, Matadors recovered at about the four and took over from there. Uh, a huge opportunity lost by the Troopers. Uh, Parkland, again, is still on their drive. In fact, they're facing a fourth down, and they're about to punt from their own 33-yard line. So far in the ball game, Andrew Martinez for Eastwood in that opening drive, three out of six in the air, 78 yards, and again that heartbreaking fumble inside the five-yard line. We've got 8:04 now to go here in the opening quarter. First ball game of the year, guys. It's Eastwood nothing, Parkland nothing. 
And Bo uh, I can't remember the last time these two teams played each other. Parkland and Eastwood, both district champs, perennially uh, powerful last five, six, seven, eight years. You'd think they'd be finding reasons to get together. The last game I can remember between these two was like back in the late 70s when they were in the same district. I think like 76 or something. Parkland might have knocked off Eastwood 20 to 14 or something like that. But from that time till now, uh, I talked to Julio Lula and he said, hey, we haven't played him in you know the 10 years I've been in Eastwood. And I'm not sure they played him in the 20 before he was there. Yeah, Julio Lopez has uh, the Eastwood Troopers really uh, running running really well. Uh, surprised that that's one of these reasons that we love games to start the year just Absolutely. like this. Right. Is you get games like this and bragging rights, regional bragging rights. You know, Parkland was seven and two last year. Eastwood seven and one to start the year this year. Pretty exciting to see. But no score between the Parkland Matadors and the Eastwood Troopers at Trooper Stadium. Less than a Head out to Mustang Stadium. The Burgess Mustangs hosting the Canateo Eagles and coach Jaime Chavez. Jaime. All right, well, we've got 357 left in the first quarter. Canateo has scored once again just a few moments ago. Quarterback Devin Granados, a 19 yard touchdown run, and it's uh, Canateo 13, Burgess 0, and the extra point is pending by the. Uh, Canutillo kicker, Andres Sanchez, he's waiting for the kick, and uh, there's the ball, there's a, the snap, and uh, no sick, yeah, no good. It's off to the right, uh, Andres Sanchez's kick, so the score remains 13-0 with 3.57 left in the first quarter here at the Mustang Stadium. Elzey Martin had the first uh, score for Canutillo, uh, a one-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good. That one capped a three-play, 23-yard drive, and that was set up by the Canutillo defense as safety Edward Carrillo picked off and Andy Rutledge, the Burgess quarterback, he picked off uh, an attempted screen pass at the Burgess 23-yard line, and three uh, three plays later, the Canutillo Eagles took it in for the score. Andy Routledge having a rough night tonight. Uh, the quarterback getting a lot of pressure from Ganutillo. He's one of five, 10 yards uh, passing and uh, one interception. He's been sacked once. But LJ Martin is starting to pick up the slack for uh, Ganutillo. He's got uh, six carries, 39 yards rushing, and uh, the one yard touchdown run. Ganutillo has kept uh, Tavares, Jones, Burgess, and Check thus far. Five carries, 27 yards, and uh, Ganutillo quarterback. Devin Granados, three carries, 30 yards rushing, including a 19-yard touchdown run. So we've got 357 left in the first quarter at Mustang Stadium, and it's Canutillo 13. Purchase, nothing. And, Bo, if that Rutledge name sounds familiar and hearing it in a bad way on the on the bad end of an interception, of course, uh, head Burgess coach Neil Rutledge, his sixth season, and, of course, that is his kid. Yeah, it's tough. So Canateo leads the Burgess Mustangs 13-0. Three minutes to go in the first quarter. Touchdowns by LJ Martin and Devin Granados. you got to believe that the Burgess Mustangs and running back Tavoris Jones, a Missouri commit, he's going to get his yards. It might come late in the second half. Who knows when. It, but that team is tough when he gets the ball. Yeah, I wonder if they'll wind up uh, featuring him. It's always been a guy almost like uh, Aaron Jones back in the day. You know, sometimes he's at flankers, sometimes he's in the backfield, sometimes you line up as the quarterback all over the place. You know, I wonder as a senior now if they just say, okay, Tavares, you're the stud. Here's the ball. Go do something with it. Yeah, you can put him in the Wildcat, I think, anytime, or the Wild Mustang down there at Burgess High School. He's so. a lefty. Canatio leads Burgess 13 nothing. Hey, let's head out to T Bird Stadium. 
Coronado T-Birds hosting the Dovai Conquistadors and join Adrian Broadus. Adrian. Hey guys, 21 seconds left here in the first quarter. Scoreless out here at Coronado as Del Valle is on their own 45-yard line. In this game, it's been a battle on the ground on both sides. Coronado is starting their sophomore quarterback in Blake Brandag, who's one for three with a 40-yard bomb to Cade Little, who's had an exceptional game, 10 yards on the ground, and has really been the life of this Coronado offense. But not a lot going on to, um, defensively for the Coronado Thunderbirds. The, the Del Valle Conquistadors just have had three straight uh, turnover on downs, and they just haven't had any luck in the first quarter so far. So, again, now we've got 16 seconds left here in the first quarter out of Coronado High School. Scoreless. Uh, um, as we get into um, the end of the first quarter here at Coronado High School. Adrian, thank you. So no score out there at T-Bird Stadium between Coronado and Delvalle. Delvalle five and two last season. Coronado two and four. A lot of people say at Coronado that they're turning the corner. They're bringing that team back. And this is almost a game that it's almost a must-win if they want to bring that team back. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one team that might be turning the corner though. Uh, Clint Lyons on the scoreboard. Whoops, as soon as I say it, they close within 28-7. And about a minute later, Monahan sticks another one on them, 35-7. Remember, Clint beat these guys uh, to open the season just a couple of uh, weeks ago. I think Monahan's remembers. Monahan's is for real, looks like. And maybe Clint, this is also, remember, first game of the season, maybe first game jitters for the Clint Lions. Hey, let's head out to Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, as Austin hosts Horizon. Brandon. 144 remaining here, opening quarter. Austin with a 7 to nothing lead. Going back to the 818 mark of the first, Austin goes for it on a fourth and two at the Horizon 42, and quarterback Irving Cantinas calls his own number, converts. Two plays later, the Panthers running back Jaden Wilson scores straight up the middle, 24-yard touchdown run to put the Panthers up 6 to nothing. The PAT was good, making it 7 to nothing. Austin defense, relentless pressure on Scorpions quarterback Jacob Kihas thus far. And also, I must say that Horizon's been very sloppy on their only offensive possession, committing multiple penalties as well. Also, Jaden Wilson, who's taking over for Will DeBeast Rodriguez, Q5A Defensive Player of the Year for the last couple of years, already seven carries, 40 yards, and that huge touchdown. He's also playing the other side of the ball as their starting linebacker as well. 141 remaining opening quarter here at Artie McKee Stadium. Austin, 7 to nothing over Horizon. You know, Horizon's uh, Paolo Melendez, former UTEP minor offensive lineman, has Horizon playing really well. But one of the most surprising teams, I'd say in the last couple years, is Eric Pichardo's Austin Panthers. They've really played well, but this year without Willie Rodriguez, without Isaiah Witterstadter, both running backs, all both have graduated, and Austin looks like they're still, still putting it together. Bo Pichardo is like undercover sensational coach. He wins everywhere he goes. The late 2000s, those good Austin teams that won back-to-back -back titles, titles, Ruben Batista, he was on that staff, uh, you know, and, and of course uh, made the move out to uh, Bowie when Robert uh, Padilla went out there. And when Bowie had success, it was, man, Robert Padilla, what a great, great coach he is, which he, he absolutely is. But guess who was right there with him? Eric Pichard, though. Five five playoffs in a row. Uh, uh, that never happened in Bowie High School history. But then Pajardo goes off to Austin. Remember, Rodney Rogers was there, had a four-win season, I think, but bookended by winless seasons. A couple of those, the entire 
uh, freshman, JV, nobody won a football game. That happened a couple of times. That's the program Eric Pichardo took over and almost overnight. Near the playoffs and ever since, playoff, playoffs. Beasts like uh, Will Rodriguez on the team has a lot to do with it. But like you said, no Will Rodriguez this year. We're going to see you know, what kind of coach Eric Pichardo really is. And, uh, you know, my money's on him. And remember the, the Austin days when they went undefeated? Ernest Riot, quarterback, a couple years ago, what, 2008, 2009? Edwin Morales in the, in the backfield, uh, the, the Calhoun twin brothers, right? They were so exciting to watch, and this has the feel of just young, gritty guys putting it together for the Austin Panthers. Hey, another exciting game, the Riverside Rangers starting up the season at Riverfront Stadium hosting the El Paso Tigers. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley at Riverfront Stadium. J.D. Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, 50 sec- 15 seconds left in the first quarter. The Rangers are up uh, 14-6. Uh, missed field goal by El Paso High. Speedy Munoz has the duck and dodge for a nine-yard, touch- nine-yard yard touchdown run. Um, then he did a two-yard pass to get Jose Guardado number two. Back to you guys. J.D., thank you very much. So the Riverside Rangers lead the El Paso Tigers 14-6 in the first quarter. Riverside really going to put a fun season together. They're aiming for a 4A district title. Let's head out back to Lions Stadium. Join Joe Rodriguez as the Clint Lions host Monahan's Joe. 1-0 from Kennedy. Two minutes to go in the first half, and it is all Monahan's leading the Clint Lions by the score of 35-7. A three-play, 57-yard drive ending in a 46-yard quarterback keeper by Keno Navarrete. Uh, Gave us a... Monaghan's Lobos, a 35-7 lead, but not before the Lions got on the scoreboard, a seven-play, 55-yard drive, and that ended in a 30-yard touchdown run by quarterback Isaiah Gonzalez. Right now, uh, the Clint Lions are currently in midfield uh, with first and 10 coming up, desperately trying to get into the end zone, uh, running their two-minute offense. Uh, if they have one, considering game. they run the ball the so much. But still, they're trying to get Swing things done, and they just pick right up another field. first down uh, across the uh, midfield into Monaghan's territory. It's going to be a first and ten coming one. up at their own 36-yard line. Right Anyhow, I'll send it back to you in the studio with 135 left in the second quarter. It is Monaghan's leading and Clint by the score of 35-7. to all right, Joe, thank you very much. Once again, 35-7. to Monahan's leads Clint right before halftime. Tough uh, start, tough way to start the season for the Clint Lions. Yikes. Wow. 35-7 to right now. We'll have much more as we come around for Football Friday Night, a huge slate of games. We'll be right back after a few minutes of break here. You're listening to 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We have a score... A rundown. Let's go down a rundown of scores. Thanks to Longhorn Distributing. Americus falls to Midland Christian 42-7. Tough way to start the season for the Americus Trailblazers. In the first quarter, Parkland leads Eastwood 7-0. Canatillo leads Burgess 13-0 in the first. No score between Delvai and Coronado. Austin leads Horizon 7-0 in the first quarter. Oh, 14-0. Should get up at 14-0. Austin over Horizon in the first quarter. Monahans over Clint, 35-7. Riverside over El Paso High, 14-6. And a nightcap tonight. Oh, we have some other out-of-town scores real quick. Bowie up over Fort Stockton, 7-6. Franklin trails Rio Rancho Cleveland, 21-6. And at halftime... The Midland Bulldogs lead the Montwood Rams 
24-24. At halftime, Pebble Hills leads Permian 9-7. Nice job by the Spartans out there. And Rudoso leads Mountain View 7-6. In Alpine, Jefferson trails Alpine 21-7. Another big game tonight at the SAC, the Student Activities Complex, the Nightcap. The El Dorado Aztecs hosting the East Lake Falcons. For a preview, let's go out to Alex Nicholas at the SAC. Alex. Good evening, gentlemen. Nine minutes away from the opening kick, the El Dorado band is out on the field as we prepare for the Socorro ISD showdown between 6A and 5A, looking at the East Lake Falcons. And like Paul's been mentioning all night, a quirky finish to the end last year for the East Lake Falcons. 5-0 and in district, where they played second in District 1, 6A, lost in the by district round to San Angelo Central. Ruben Rodriguez's second season at the helm of the East Lake program, who's entering their 10th season in varsity. And if you track every El Paso team in their first 10 years of varsity play. Eastlake would rank fifth in total wins, and looks like they're all alone in fifth place. That list at the top, Coronado, Chapin in the early 2000s, Franklin, Bel Air, and then Eastlake. They're going to replace their all-world quarterback, Orion Olivas, with his first-year starter, Sebastian Rendon, in their second year in 6-8. For the Eldorado Aztecs, 1-4, and 1-1 one one last year. They got into the playoffs and had to forfeit against Amarillo in the bye district round. Frank Martinez takes over in his first year as a head coach at the Empire. He is a disciple of the Darren Walker, Rene Hernandez coaching tree, so he's bringing over some of that spread offense concept over here to East El Paso. They will roll out two quarterbacks this evening, talking with offensive coordinator Andrew Macias. We'll see uh, Quincy Estrada, who will run the first two series, and then uh, a veteran quarterback, senior Richard Porfio, will run Two series after that, and Quincy Estrada, interesting story with him. He was attempting to transfer to Parkland this year, but instead is here at El Dorado with a new coaching staff, refreshed and ready to roll in the 2021 season. So seven minutes away from kickoff between Eastlake and El Dorado. We'll have updates as soon as this one gets kicked off, guys. Fantastic information. Thank you very much, much Alex, out there at the sack. Once again, a 748 kick between El Dorado and the East Lake Falcons. Now to our game of the week between Parkland and Eastwood. Game of the week sponsored by Cisco Movers. Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, and moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage at their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They will give you a great price and help you on your next big move. Get started by filling out a request form at CiscoMovers.com. Cisco Movers, the best move you'll make in El Paso. Now to our game of the week, Parkland at Eastwood with Steve Escajeda. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. 158 and counting here. Still in the first quarter. Uh, 158 to go in the first quarter, and it took a little while for the offenses to get going, but uh, they certainly have. It's now uh, Parkland 7, Eastwood 7. The Matadors got on the board first at the 345 mark. Isaiah Beasley scoring on a six-yard run. Uh, again, Alexis Mata added the extra point, 7 nothing. Eastwood followed about 33 seconds later, uh, scoring on a 68-yard touchdown pass. Andrew Martinez to Isaiah Pena to tie things up. So uh, we've had a lot of fireworks in the last couple of minutes. So far in the ballgame uh, for Eastwood, Andrew Martinez, uh, 5 out of 12, but uh, 151 yards and a touchdown. And Isaiah Pena, 3 catches, 83 yards, and that one score. So we're under a minute now to go in the first quarter. Finally, 
It's Eastwood 7 and Parkland 7. And, and Bo, in case you're a little uninitiated on this, uh, Steve Escajeda tends to have some uh, pretty crazy games. Uh, Julio Lopez does, did say he loves his receiver uh, core this year. They're all over six feet. But the one guy who returns is Isaiah Pena. He's had big catches over the last couple of years and, uh, and of course, goes 68 in this one to tie things up. One other note, San Elizario just uh, finally kicked off. They had a lightning delay out there, so uh, they're running a few minutes behind. San Elizario at Anthony and Steve, thank you very much. Tied at 7 at Trooper Stadium between the Eastwood Troopers and Parkland Matadors. So Steve gets the good ones, huh? I wonder what he does. Uh, some uh, maybe under-the-table little uh, money sliding the way to, to get the best games. I'm not sure what Steve's doing out there, but he's getting it done. So thank you very much, Steve. Last check, it was Canateo 13-0 over the Burgess Mustangs. Let's head out to Coach Jaime Chavez at Mustang Stadium. Coach. And we've got 8.17 left in the half. Uh, the Burgess is now uh, they're on the scoreboard. Burgess quarterback Andy Routledge, a 90-yard touchdown pass to Sean Street. The extra point is good, and that was the first play of the second quarter for the Mustangs. Daniel Thiel, a pair of, uh, of running touchdowns, one by L.J. Martin, a one-yard touchdown run. Martin, he's got 12 carries, 65 yards rushing, running right at the heart of the Burgess defense. And quarterback Devin Granados, a 19-yard touchdown run, three carries, 30 yards rushing, but uh, that uh, extra point was wide to the right. And uh, Tavares Jones, he's been kept in check thus far. The uh, Bridges Mustangs running back, seven carries, 30 yards rushing. So uh, once again, we have 8.15 left in the half. At Mustang Stadium, it is Daniel Dio 13 and Bridges 7. Uh, scoring update from uh, Bowie's Beatty Samang Stadium, Fort Stockton on the board again. Dom Aguilar, 40-yard run, 13-7 now. Stockton back up on top of Bowie. But we said Bowie winless a year ago. Uh, they're giving him a fight. Uh, good for the Bowie Bears, down 13-7 to to the Fort, Stock- to Fort Stockton. Hopefully uh, the Bowie Bears, and we'd be little homers here, hopefully uh, the Bowie Bears can, can right the ship. And, Bo, you just heard uh, Sean Street, 90-yard touchdown reception. That guy's the super sacker. For uh, the Burgess Mustangs, newcomer, defensive newcomer of the year, a couple years ago as a sophomore, experimenting him. Hey, let's try the game. He's pretty good. Let's put him on the offensive side of the ball and see how it works. Well, I'd say so far so good. And just the coach, uh, the coach's son that you just brought up, Andy Rutledge, a 90-yard touchdown pass. Maybe Canatillo up there, up close to the line, trying to stop the run into Tavoris Jones. And Rutledge, right over the top, hits him for a 90-yard touchdown pass. So, once again, 13-7, to Canatillo over Burgess. Let's head out to Coronado's T-Bird Stadium. Last check, there was no score. Let's see if there's an update from Adrian Broadus. Adrian. 7.24 left here in the second quarter. No score still out here at Coronado High School. Uh, it's the Del Valle Conquistadors who lead the way on the ground. They've got 55 yards uh, on the ground today, zero through the air from their new quarterback in Jesse Ramos. In the struggle uh, on both ends, just trying to generate any sort of offense. Coronado missed a 26-yard field goal by Go- uh, Owen Leves. That was no good in the first quarter. So, again, we've got 7.24 out here in the second quarter scoreless out here at Thunderbird Stadium. 
So Steve Escajeda gets the barn burners, and Adrian kind of gets the well, the snoozers, I guess, no score. Is that how it works? <laughs> and I think the Franklin Cougars get the lightning delays. Oh, no. That's where they are, uh, whatever that score is. Is it 21 to 6? 21 to 6, Cleveland over Franklin. In a lightning delay currently. So, you know, those things last bare minimum of uh, 20 minutes once there's a strike. You got to sit around for a bit. So uh, no telling when they get back underway. Well, maybe the Franklin Cougars can right the ship down 21 to 6 in the second quarter. That game up in Albuquerque against the Cleveland Storm. And Storm is all the right word tonight over, out Ooh, in Albuquerque. Look at Bo Bagley. On there his first we go. Night. Hey, speaking of Storm, it's Brandon Cohn getting it done, storming out at R.E. McKee Stadium, his stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. The Horizon Scorpions and the Austin Panthers. Let's head out to the Iceman at R.E. McKee Stadium. Brandon. 6.08 remaining here in the first half. Austin with a 14 to nothing lead over Horizon. Going back to the very beginning of the second quarter, 11.50 to play in the second. Panthers uh, running back Jaden Wilson scores his second touchdown of the first half on a five-yard run, scrambling right up the middle to put the Panthers up. 14 to nothing over Horizon. At the 8-14 mark of the second Horizon, they end up going for it on a 4th and 10 from the Panthers, 22, and they do not convert as Austin's secondary and their defensive line has been wicked this first half, holding Scorpions quarterback to a dismal 1-4 of four for 20 yards. Now, this kid, Jacob Kiosk, remember, passed for over 1,000 yards last season, and he's been completely shut down here in this first half. Also, the Panthers, they're just running it right up the middle, left and right, utilizing Jaden Wilson, Israel Luna, and Ivan Gonzalez, and being stellar so far this evening. 5-12 left here, first half, Austin, 14 to nothing over Horizon. Thank you very much, Iceman, 14 nothing, Austin over Horizon. What a game out there at R.E. McKee Stadium. And what a game for Monahans over Clint right now. Last check, it was 35-7. to Let's head out to Joe Rod, Joe Rodriguez at Lions Stadium. Joe. Thank you very much, Phil. Halftime in full effect out here in Clint Lions Stadium, where it has been all Monahans Lobos leading the Clint Lions by a score of 42 to 10. A uh, little spark for the Clint Lions there with uh, 42 seconds to go in the half as Carlos Ariola nailed with plenty of room to spare a 48 yard field goal attempt. At that point, the game was 35 to 10 uh, with 42 seconds left. But then all of a sudden, all it took was the Monaghan Lobos one play, 75 yard touchdown run by Leonard Davis to put the Monaghan Lobos up to what we are right now with a score of. 42 to 10, just right away. Uh, Got to give some uh, quick halftime stats on Cheno Navarrete, the sophomore quarterback for Monahans. It's 6 for 10, 190 yards, three touchdown passes. He also has four carries for 85 yards and a touchdown run. On the Clint Lions side of things, well, it's what you could expect. 26 rushes for 113 yards, but unfortunately that isn't uh, enough for a team that last season averaged 340 yards on the ground per game. I'm going to go ahead and send it back to you in the studio. We have about 14 minutes until the second half kicks out here at Clint Lions Stadium with 13 minutes to go until halftime. It is all Monahans leading Clint by the score of 42-10. to 10. All right, Joe Rodriguez out there at Lions Stadium. Joe, thank you very much. What a game right there for the Monahans Lobos. They're starting the season hot over the Clint Lions. Another big game out at Riverfront Stadium. The Riverside Rangers hosting the El Paso Tigers. Let's go out to J.D. Sursley at Riverfront Stadium. J.D. 
Yeah, how's it going, guys? Uh, Paso High is trying to stay in it. It is 21-6 Riverside. Fourth and goal, El Paso High is driving. Um, eight minutes left on the fourth quarter clock, or second quarter clock, the halftime. They are on the goal line. Again, 21-6, 7.50 left. And, Bo, I'll tell you, Riverside hadn't been in the playoffs since uh, 2010. Actually, that was Eric Franz's first year as a coach. Of course, he's come and gone. Uh, not too bad over at Parkland these days. But, uh, you know, playoffs last year, 14-7 losers to Clint. That's how they wind up uh, runners-up in District 148. Clint, of course, uh, three-time champs. But Riverside in the playoffs, and I'm thinking uh, they kind of like the feeling and the taste. Gary Ricoder, an old uh, Riverside grad himself, man. I think they're back. Uh, Riverside's back where they belong. Maybe not uh, – quite back to the, the Tom Work level, but uh, they're working their way back there. And a lot of old Riverside X's, including uh, stud quarterback Michael Stevenson on that Riverside staff. Absolutely. Good. You know, that winning feeling is contagious. Once you get a taste of it, you want to just keep going. Reminds me of the days between uh, the Riverside Rangers back in 2003-2004, back-to-back area champions for the Riverside Rangers. Maybe they're getting that playoff feeling once again. Once again, 21-6, to Riverside over El Paso High. Thank you so much, J.D. Sursley out there at Riverfront Stadium. Want to remind you, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico is Longhorn Distributing, your source for cleaning equipment. Equipment, service and supplies, Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Much more to come right here on Football Friday Night, 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Quick out-of-town scores. Up in Albuquerque, there's a lightning delay for the Franklin-Rio Rancho-Cleveland game. Cleveland leads Franklin 21-6 that game in the second quarter, but once again, there is a lightning delay. Down at Grande Communication Stadium, Midland leads Montwood in the third quarter 35-24. Also in the Permian Basin at Ratliff Stadium, the Permian Panthers trail Pebble Hills Spartans 9-7 that game in the third quarter. Also out of town in Rudoso, the Rudosa, Rudosa leads Mountain View 21-14. Down in Alpine, Alpine leads Jefferson 21-7. And Clovis leads Isleta in the first quarter 14-13. Now time for our no-huddle drill. Quickly to all the games, starting with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and Steve Escajeda at Trooper Stadium. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. We've got 8-13 to go here in the second quarter. And we're all tied up 7-7 between Eastwood and Parkland. So far, the big uh, guys for Eastwood so far, he's lighting it up tonight. Uh, quarterback Andrew Martinez, 8 out of 16, 185 yards, a touchdown. The Troopers are knocking on the door. They're in the six-yard line of Parkland, 265 total yards for Eastwood so far. But uh, Parkland hanging on, 8 7 to go in the second, 7-7. Steve, thank you very much. Wow, Andrew Martinez for Eastwood. Six completions, 185 yards. That game tied at seven. Now out to Mustang Stadium. Let's join Coach Jaime Chavez with Burgess and Canatillo. Coach. 3-31 left in the half, and uh, it's now Canatillo 22, Burgess 7, L.J. Martin. Canatillo running back 15 carries, 116 yards rushing. He's got two touchdown runs of 38 and one yard. 
And Tavares Jones being held in check for the Burgess Mustangs, nine carries, 22 yards rushing. 331 left in the half at uh, Mustang Stadium. It is Ganyutio 22, Burgess 7. Wow, the Canateo Eagles really surprising playing well. Nine straight points for them right now, 22-7 to over the Burgess Mustangs. Let's head out to T-Bird Stadium and join Adrian Broadus for the Coronado Del Valle game at T-Bird Stadium. Adrian. 153 left in the first half uh, out here at Thunderbird Stadium. Still scoreless, but Coronado is threatening down to the Del Valle 28-yard line. Uh, it was their sophomore quarterback, Blake Randag, who completed a 28-yard pass to Mateo Grajeda, and that is uh, how Coronado right now is down to the 28-yard line. So, again, with 136 left in the opening half, no score so far between Coronado and Del Valle. A tough one to start the season there for Coronado and Delvai. No score late in the first half. Thank you, Adrian. Now let's head out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn at R.E. McKee Stadium as the Austin Panthers host the Horizon Scorpions. Brandon. 2.6 seconds to go here in the first half. Austin, 14 to nothing over Horizon. The Panthers just had a score that was called back because of an unsportsmanlike penalty on the Panthers. It would have been a nice razzle-dazzle play. Would have been the third touchdown for Jaden Wilson. Almost half here, Ari McKay Stadium. Austin, 14 nothing over Horizon. Wow, the Austin Panthers could be up 21 nothing. Instead, a touchdown taken back on Sportsmanlike Conduct, 14 nothing. Thank you very much, Brandon. Austin over Horizon. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley in Riverfront Stadium. The Riverside Rangers hosting the El Paso Tigers. J.D., go for it. All right, sounds good. A little under six minutes in the first half. Uh, Riverside still leading 21-12. El Paso High, one missed field goal, one missed two-point conversion. Uh, it's been a little slugfest recently, a lot of flags. But, uh, again, under two minutes, 21-12, Riverside. J.D., thank you very much. 21-12, the Riverside Rangers. Let's see if the Tigers can make a game of it. Now let's head out to the sack, the late game, the night game between El Dorado and Eastlake. Let's join Alex Nicholas at the sack. Alex. Eastlake Falcons strike first over the El Dorado Aztecs at the Student Activities Complex. That should be a barn burner tonight between the Falcons and the Aztecs. Thank you, Alex. And that's a look at our quick two-minute drill here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Football Friday night in your out-of-town scoreboard. All coming up next. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on ESPN Radio 600 ESPN El Paso. Some scores to go through with you uh, today, earlier today. The matinee at the sack, Midland Christian tops America's 42-7. In the second quarter, Parkland up top on Eastwood 13-7. Canateo. Right now leads Burgess in the second quarter, 22-7. No score between Del Valle and Coronado. That one inching closer to halftime. We'll get an update. 
An update from R.E. McKee Stadium. The Austin Panthers lead the Horizon Scorpions 20-0. At the half, Clint leads Monahans 42-10. And at Riverfront Stadium, the Riverside Rangers lead the El Paso Tigers 21-12. That with a few minutes to go in the second quarter. Also, East Lake leads El Dorado. This is the late game at the sack. 7-0 that game in the first also, last check, Fort Stockton over Bowie, 13-7. And Anthony leads San Elizario, 3-0, that one in the first quarter. Out-of-town scoreboard. Do you want Paul, you want to take it away? Oh, well, well one with local uh, import. Uh, this one just in from Clovis. By the way, Clovis, a good team in New Mexico. It's what we were talking about earlier with Cap. You know, how well do we play the New Mexico teams? Clovis was, you know, a semifinalist couple of years ago, uh, 27 to 20, they lead the Esleta Indians, but uh, Esleta hanging tight, giving them uh, all they want in uh, that contest. Uh, a couple of uh, legitimate out-of-town scores as they trickle in. Thursday night game, Lubbock Monterey beat Odessa, squeezed by 32-27. So that's what you call a bad loss for Odessa. Uh, Amarillo Paladuro up on Plainview, 12 to 8. Borger a point better than Lubbock, 7 to 6. That's a fourth quarter score. Another Thursday game, Hereford took down Caprock 13-7. Remember, Caprock won their district, the Super 5A. A couple of years ago, I did a Silky Sullivan and pulled it out at the last minute. Hereford, that's a big win for them. Uh, Other Friday night games, Canyon Randall up on Canyon 13-6. Wichita Falls Rider, no surprise, 35-11 all over uh, Dumas. Another Thursday nighter, Chisholm Trail gets past Wichita Falls, 34-23. Burleson all over Abilene Wiley. 42-3, Forty-two to three, and for the moment, that's your out-of-town scoreboard. All right, Paul, thank you very much. Up in Albuquerque, there is a lightning delay between the Franklin Cougars and the Cleveland Storm. Yep, literally and figuratively, of storm up in Albuquerque. Cleveland leads that one 21-6 in the second quarter. Down in the Permian Basement, two big games. Pebble Hills at last check leads Permian 9-7, that in the third quarter. Permian threatening, and then also at Grande Communications Stadium, the Midland Bulldogs lead the Montwood Rams 35-24. Down in Alpine, Alpine leads Jefferson 27-14. Up in Rudoso, in the hills, in the mountains, 21-14, Rudoso over Mountain View. And this just shot in from our own Adrian Bratis, uh, the Cathedral Fighting Irish, visiting Tornillo. 21-zip Cathedral on, t- on top of that one. Uh, Coach Crane, uh, they, remember Cathedral only got to play one game a year ago, so uh, they are thankful to be, be back on the field and uh, taking advantage. Absolutely. Cathedral starting up the season looking pretty hot right now. 21-0 over the Tornillo Coyotes. And starting to separate a little bit uh, out in Midland. Uh, the Bulldogs put another score on the board. 41-24, to they now lead uh, Kevin Melendez and the Montwood Rams. Another score from the land of enchantment, Cibola over Las Cruces High. Yeah, those Bulldogs up 19-0, Cibola over Las Cruces in the first half. So, hey, we're going to go back out now to Alex Nicholas at the Student Activities Complex. Get an update from Eastlake in El Dorado, the matinee at the sack. Alex. 6.37 6.37 left in the opening quarter. Still Eastlake 7, El Dorado nothing. Right now a 60-yard touchdown pass uh, from Sebastian Rendon to Dusita was called back for a blindside block, so that's going to push back 
Eastlake back near midfield with 6.37 left in the opening quarter. It's Eastlake 7, Eldorado nothing. All right, still 7 nothing Eastlake over Eldorado. Alex, thank you very much. All right, now to our game of the week, sponsored by Cisco Movers. Let's head out to Eastwood High School in Trooper Stadium. Join Steve Escajeda for the Troopers against the Parkland Matador. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. 5-16 to go here in the second quarter. Parkland has now taken a 14-7 lead over the Troopers, scoring uh, when quarterback Brian Albaran hits uh, Demarion Crest with a 56-yard touchdown pass. Uh, again, to put Parkland up 14-7. So far in the ballgame, Albaran, a new quarterback for Parkland, 5 out of 11, 109 yards, one touchdown, one INT, and uh, Demarion Crest, three catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. And I'll tell you what, uh, Isaiah Beasley, a bit of a beast for uh, Auckland, as far as running the football, uh, for 15 carries, 78 yards. He's got a touchdown, and he just, uh, it takes more than a couple of guys to bring him down. So, uh, let's see, 4.53 left to go before the uh, half. Here at Eastwood, Auckland, out in front of the Troopers, 14-7. to all right, Steve, thank you very much. Boy, look at the Parkland Trooper, Parkland Matadors over the Eastwood Troopers. Parkland 14-7, to wow. Yeah, surprise over on this side. So, But, I mean, uh, you know, what is it? it is, it's a big play, the Crest Kid for about 60 yards. That's what Parkland has. Uh, they have playmakers on that side of the ball. And if Eastwood's not going to put, uh, put it on them, you know, they're, they're uh, dealing with their own destiny there. Oh, the Eastwood Troopers certainly can fire fast. Andrew Martinez had a 68-yard touchdown pass earlier in the game to tie the game at 7. So Eastwood can put up some points, but trail the Parkland Matadors 14-7. Let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium hosting the Canateo Eagles and Coach Jaime Chavez. Jaime. It is halftime at Mustang Stadium. It's all Canuteo. Canuteo 22 and Burgess 7. Canutillo Jr. running back, L.J. Martin. He's got two touchdown runs of 38 and one yard and also 17 carries, 122 yards rushing for the junior. Quarterback Devin Granados, a 19-yard touchdown run. and he, He's also part of that uh, running attack. Uh, four carries, 45 yards rushing. And also the uh, Canutillo defense making an impact. They recorded a safety in the second quarter when they tackle Burgess uh, running back Tavares Jones in the end zone on the Burgess first and 10 at their own one-yard line, that one occurring in the second quarter. And Jones is struggling tonight. He's got 10 carries and 27 yards rushing. The only touchdown for Burgess, Andy Rutledge, a 90-yard touchdown pass to Sean Street. Rutledge is 4 of 8, 112 yards passing, one touchdown, one TD. Yeah, one TD and one interception, and he's been sacked once. And Burgess has had uh, another major miscue in the first quarter as um, their wide receiver, Ray Campos, he uh, had a 82-yard kickoff return call back because of holding another miscue for the Burgess Mustangs. So once again, halftime at uh, Mustang Stadium, Ganyu Tio, 22, Burgess 7. And, Bo, the, the name you don't hear there is uh, Tavares Jones, star running back. This was billed as the battle of uh, the top two running backs in the city going head-to-head. You know, uh, L.J. Martin, you're hearing his name a little bit. Tavares Jones, not so much. Canyon Teal doing what they do, 
playing outstanding defense, uh, one of the better coached defensive teams year-to-year in this city. Uh, Scott Brooks, longest-tenured head coach in El Paso, and uh, his coaching like it. He knows a lot, and, and he conveys it to his team extremely well. Playing great defense, not making mistakes on offense. That's gotten Canetillo a lot of W's over the years. It certainly has, and boy, they're playing like it tonight. 22 to save seven at halftime over the Burgess Mustangs. We got an update from the Permian Basin. The Permian Panthers now trail Pebble Hills 15 to seven. Yep, that's right. The Spartans just scored. Pebble Hills quarterback Gael Ochoa, younger brother Sebastian Ochoa, runs it in from four yards out. Per Twitter, Spartans lead now 15 to seven in the fourth quarter. So Pebble Hills can really put a shocker out there at Friday Night Lights and Mojo. And, and Bo Ochoa, just a sophomore, that's one of the things we talked about. COVID brings a lot of craziness. What it does do is give a lot of freshmen a chance to play before you would expect. High school football is so serendipitous. Oh, my goodness. we got to stick a high school freshman on the field. But that freshman is going to become a sophomore, and he's going to become a junior, and he's going to become a senior. And by those times when they get a little older, that little freshman experience – just sticks them up maybe a couple of levels they, that they wouldn't normally uh, be at. We're seeing the same thing from Andrew Martinez uh, with the Troopers where he got thrown in when Chris Castaneda got knocked out for good uh, a couple of years back. And that experience is starting to show for the Pebble Hills Spartans as they lead the Permian Panthers 15-7 to in the fourth quarter. Hey, let's see if there's any points scored out at T-Bird Stadium. Coronado hosting Delvai. Let's join Adrian Broadus at T-Bird Stadium. Adrian. It's halftime out here at Thunderbird Stadium. Still scoreless. Sorry, Bo. No, no points in this game. 12 drives, 9 punts combined between both teams. Del Valle's best shot was their two-minute drill that they had before halftime, but they failed to score at the end of the first half. Wide receiver Andrew Felix leads the way for the Conquistadores with four catches, 35 receiving yards, while quarterback Jesse Ramos is 6 for 11, 47 yards through the air. Coronado, they had two different chances to score in this one when they were in Del Valle's territory, but they couldn't capitalize. Owen Leves missed a 26-yard field goal, and then they had a turnover on downs when they were down to the Del Valle 28 in the second quarter. So, again, we've got about 11 minutes left in the half, and it is scoreless out here at Thunderbird Stadium between Del Valle and Coronado. And Bo, Jeff, back in the fight uh, against Alpine, another touchdown on the board, uh, and a two-point conversion closed within 27-22. to 22. Jefferson, a lot of returning skill guys this year. That's a team to watch, uh, trying to grab that fourth and final playoff spot in District 2-5A. That certainly would be. That's a nice, scrappy team down there, the Silver Foxes of Jefferson High School. So four, four, four-year starter quarterback, Nathan Alkila, uh, the Rubio kid, Arturo Rubio. His brother Miguel on the team. Remember, Jose Rubio is the one that ran Jefferson into the playoffs last time they got there. Several seasons back, three touchdowns on a Saturday afternoon at the Sun Bowl. Got him into a five-way coin flip, which they uh, definitely won. Tony Martinez, uh, the lucky coin in that one. Yeah, Tony Martinez has uh, Jefferson Silver Foxes playing hard. I believe fifth year for Tony Martinez down there at Jefferson High School. So, Correct. Hey, Let's go out to Brandon Cohn. The Austin Panthers and Horizon Scorpions should be at halftime now. Let's get a halftime update from Brandon, the Iceman. Brandon, take it away. Thanks a lot, Bo. Yes, we are at half. 20 to nothing, Austin over Horizon. With 2.6 seconds left in the first half, 
Austin throws up a prayer as their quarterback, Cortinas, finds running back Jaden Wilson far left-hand side of the end zone for a 19-yard TD. The PAT was no good making the score. 20 to nothing. Austin at the half. They're running back Jaden Wilson. Great game so far. 10 carries, 43 yards, three total touchdowns, two rushing, one receiving TD. Also running back Ivan Gonzalez, nine carries, 65 yards. And their quarterback, Irving Cortinas, has that 19-yard touchdown. For Horizon, really not much, which is surprising considering how great they were offensively. Remember, two of the top offensive players in the city, and Ernie Garcia and Jacob Pihas, for the Scorpions, who were by district champions last season. Get this, Ernie Garcia, over 1,000 yards on the ground and through the air last year, 21 total TDs. He has three carries for nine yards tonight. Also, their quarterback, Jacob Pihas, over 1,000 yards through the air last year, one of four for 20 yards. Here's the bottom line. The Panther D has been stunning, led by linebacker Secchio Rodriguez, Jaden Wilson, and their defensive tackle, Albert Aranda, been putting relentless pressure on Kihas all night. About six minutes to go before the third quarter at R.E. McKee Stadium. All Austin, 20 to nothing over Horizon. Iceman, thank you very much. 20 to nothing, Austin over Horizon. Hey, Bo, an update from uh, Bowie's Beatty Samang. Look, looks like uh, Fort Stockton. Finally starting to find their legs. First play of the second half, the quarterback Aguilar goes 60 yards for Ooh. the score. Uh, so 16 seconds into the half, they got points on the board. 19-7 to now. Fort, Fort Stockton uh, up on top of a feisty buoy. Fort Stockton looking tough to open up the season at Beatty Samang Stadium. An update from the sack. Alex Nicholas says... The East Lake Falcons go up 14-0 over the El Dorado Aztecs after a 13-play 92-yard drive ends with a reverse pass from Sebastian Rendon to Elijah Uribe from 20 yards out. Once again now, in the first quarter, East Lake now up over El Dorado 14-0. Let's head out to Riverside, get an update. This should, should be at halftime now between the Riverside Rangers and El Paso High Tigers. Let's pick it up with J.D. Sursley at Riverfront Stadium. J.D. J.D., take it away. Yeah, guys, hey, we're at halftime. Riverside leading El Paso High 28-12. Uh, a bunch of personalized penalties, but Jose Guadardo is definitely a contract man. He has two touchdowns and is running all over El Paso High. Thank you. All right, J.D., thank you very much. 28-12 to at halftime, Riverside over El Paso High. Riverside's starting to put it together, 28 points in the first half. They can put up some points, and they're showing it tonight. Nice job by the Riverside Rangers to open up the season. Uh, Bo, this one in from a good friend of the show, Russ Bannister, longtime reporter for Football Friday Night. And, of course, he's a, a, a New Mexico guy these days with a New Mexico score uh, into the first quarter. Gadsden. Out to a 12-zip lead over uh, Chaparral. Always tough, Chaparral. So, 12-zip, Gadsden over Chaparral. Ah, good for Gadsden over Chaparral. I know Chaparral would like to play Huff. They've had uh, some really good uh, good seasons over the past years, and Gadsden's still looking for some little glory as well. L- also so, looking for a little glory. There we go. <laughs> the Jefferson Silver Foxes. Oh, I yeah? tell you what, they got fight this year. Hey. Sal Montes and his Jefferson Silver Foxes. Southside Pride, baby. <laughs> Another touchdown and two-point conversion. Nathan Alcala, the, the four-year starter, the QB, punches one in. And the two-point conversion. Jeff up out on top of Alpine, 30-27. to That one's got to be fourth quarter by now. Wow, look at that. Jefferson trailed in that one, 27-14. 
So outscoring the Alpine there, 16 to three. Actually, 16 nothing on a 16 nothing run right now. So nice job by the Silver Foxes of Jefferson High School. At halftime right now, Cibola, shocker of the Las Cruces Bulldogs. 19 nothing at halftime, Cibola over Las Cruces High. Let's head out to Lions Stadium and join Joe Rodriguez with an update from Monahans and Clint. Joe. <coughs> 2.46 left in the third quarter, and it is all Monahans continuing to lead the Clinton Lions by a score of 49-10. to 10. On the Monahans Lions' first possession of the game, oh, excuse me, of the second half, they went 80 yards in four plays, kept off with a 20-yard touchdown pass from uh, Cheno Navarrete to Jamarcus Pickens. That was, uh, the extra point was good on that, and right now we got a fourth and uh, about seven situation for the Clint Lions at their own 43-yard line. So with 2.16 left in the third quarter, it is all Monahans leading Clint by the score of 49-10. to 10. Yeah, this one is all Monahans. Joe, thank you very much. Wow, 49-10 to 10 right now. Tough game to start the season for the Clint Lions right now at Lions Stadium. Some other out-of-town scores. Once again, Pebble Hills leads Permian 15-7 to that game in the fourth quarter. Rudoso over Mountain View, 21-14. Jefferson over Alpine, 30-27. Franklin and Rio Rancho Cleveland in a lightning delay. That one, 21-6. Cleveland over Franklin. In Midland, Grande Communications Stadium, 35-24. Midland over Montwood. And at last check, Clovis leads Isleta 27 to 20. Let's head back out to the student activities complex and Alex Nicholas with an update from East Lake in El Dorado. Alex. Hot action, gentlemen, on a fourth down play. It would be at fourth down and seven. It would be the quarterback from El Dorado, Richard Portillo, hooking up with a new name to learn, Andre Thomas, on a 31-yard strike. It was a crossing route, a strike zone right in the chest. Actually, it was a little bit high. Thomas had to reach up and get it. He runs the rest of the way, and it is a ball game here at the stack. 123 left in the opening quarter. Eastlake 14, El Dorado 7. Ooh, Alex, you got a good one out there. Wow, a fourth down touchdown by the El Dorado Aztecs, a 31-yarder. Wow, 14-7. to Eastlake and El Dorado at the sack. That should be a fun one. Yeah, I like that one. I like the Estrada kid from a year ago. We talked about it early. El Dorado, you know, they've been after the Ruben Torres stuff, after he was re- removed from the position. They took a nosedive. Remember, that was a team that was a three straight district district titles under, under Jimmy Altoff. And then Torres went back-to-back after him. It's been some down years. But sneakily, again, during COVID, you know, they, they finished second place in that Super 5A district last year. And that's with some young guys. Quincy Estrada, the, the QB, just a sophomore. You know, they're just going to be better this year. And they could absolutely sneak up on a really good Eastlake team. Absolutely. Look at this. 14-7. to Eastlake, one of the, the top teams in district. And El Dorado looking for the Shocker tonight to open up the season. Wow. A fourth down touchdown. A 31-yarder. Some updated scores. Fort Stockton, 19. A Bowie, 7. That one in the third quarter. Anthony, I believe, 10 nothing over San Elizario. That one that one just went to 17 to nothing, uh, Anthony over San LA. Wow, Anthony coming out smoking. Really, at halftime, Cathedral leads Tornillo 34 nothing. 
Also, once again, a lightning delay between Franklin and Cleveland. Cleveland, the 2019 New Mexico State champs. Franklin trying to hold on, but the storm bringing the storm right now. They're in a lightning delay in Albuquerque. We'll get some more scores from the Permian Basin, Montwood and Midland, and a good one down at Grande Communications Stadium in Pebble Hills and Permian at Ratliff. Can the Spartans shock the mojo? We'll have all that and more next. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Our two-minute drill earlier brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. Real high school football action is brought to you by Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they are members of the El Paso Association of Builders, the home of Real Texas Builders, ElPasoBuilders.com. Once again, let's do some scores, updates, especially from the Permian Basin. Wow, what a barn burner between... Permian and Pebble Hills with 5.30 to go in the fourth quarter. Permian has now taken a 19-15 lead over the Pebble Hills Spartans. They've scored 12 straight points all in the fourth quarter and now lead Pebble Hills 19-15. And this just in from outside of Albuquerque, Franklin and uh, Rio Rancho Cleveland from uh, Quarterback Cameron Bird's dad, David Bird, just uh, shot me a text, said they just evacuated oh. the stadium, and they've already been in lightning delay for at least an hour. So uh, not looking good there. In fact, to quote him, looks like it will be a long delay. Yeah, understatement, <laughs> no. buddy. You're already there. Yeah, it's too bad. Franklin and Cleveland starting off the season with a lightning delay. Cleveland leads Franklin 21-6, to also in a lightning delay at halftime. Las Cruces trails Cibola. That's right, Cibola up on the Bulldogs. 19-0. That game now also in a lightning delay. Around uh, other action. Around town, 34-0. Cathedral leads Tornillo. In Tornillo, 34-0. Anthony up top on San Rosario, 17-0. Rudoso leads Mountain View, 21-14. Jefferson now comes back to take the lead. 16 unanswered points. 30-27, 30-27, Jeff over Alpine. And that one just into the fourth quarter, so it should be a, a fun final 12 minutes. That should be. Clovis topping Isleta right now in the second half. 27-20, Clovis leads Isleta. And once again, Midland over Montwood. This one's getting away from the Montwood Rams. 11:52 to go in the fourth quarter. Midland leads Montwood 48-24. All right, let's go. And our roundtable of games, starting with our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda and Trooper Stadium for Parkland and Eastwood. Steve, take it away. Thanks a lot, guys. You're right. Halftime here at uh, Trooper Stadium, it is open out in front of Eastwood, 14-7. to Parking up the scoring uh, kind of late in the first quarter. Isaiah Beasley running it in from six yards out to make it 7-0. Eastwood answered about 33 seconds later when their quarterback, Andrew Martinez, hit Isaiah Penny with a 68-yard bomb. And then Parkland uh, uh, scored, and that's where we are right now, on a uh, quarterback, Brian Albaran, 56-yard touchdown pass to Demarius Crest. Uh, individually for the Manadors, they're led on the ground by Isaiah Beasley, 
21 carries already, 116 yards and a touchdown. Alvaran, uh, 8 out of 16 to the air, 168 yards, a touchdown and an INT. And uh, Demarion Quest, four catches in that first half, 150 yards and a touchdown. For Eastwood, Sam Lopez leads them on the ground, six carries for 70 yards. Andrew Martinez, uh, Eastwood's quarterback, 10 out of 21 in the first half, 190 yards and a touchdown. A uh, couple of good uh, games by a uh, couple of receivers here. Isaiah Benya, three catches, 83 yards in the score. Sam Lopez, at running back, three catches for 68 yards. And uh, just to kind of prove this game, has been kind of nip and tuck and tight. Totally ours, Eastwood, 281, Parkland, 280. Good ball game just starting halftime here at Trooper Stadium. It's uh, halfway through Parkland, out in front of Eastwood, 14 to 7. And, Bo, it's all final uh, out in Midland. Uh, 48-24, the Midland Bulldogs uh, eventually hold off the Montwood Rams. So uh, a good fight, but uh, not enough fight. The fight was in the dogs. And uh, also from uh, Alex Nicholas's game, uh, this just in, Anthony Rendon, a 49-yard touchdown reception. As they answer the Dorado-Andre Thomas score, 20-7, to missed extra point. He's like now up on El Dorado. Wow, that Montwood game. Yeah, Montwood led Midland 13-0 early in the first quarter in that one, and then that one just got away from them. Once again, Midland Bulldogs win that one 48-24. Yeah, and Midland, usually a team, normally a team, uh, you know, you see them come down here a few times, and we always have a good shot at them. You know, Pebble Pebble Hills has gotten them a couple of times. Montwood's had good luck with them. So, uh, you know, this is one you thought they, they might have had, of course, traveling up to Midland uh, makes it doubly tough. It's tough against those Permian Basin teams. Once again, earlier today, Americus fell to Midland Christian 42-7. Let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium, a good game between the Canateo Eagles and Burgess Mustangs. Let's catch up with the coach, Jaime Chavez. Coach. We've got 839 left in the third quarter. It is all Canuteo. Canuteo 22 and Burgess 7. Let's, uh, the score is going to change as uh, quarterback during... Derek Granados, Devin Granados, just ran a five-yard touchdown run for Canutillo. And the extra point is pending. Now the score is Canutillo 28 and Burgess 7. That is um, Granados' second touchdown of the evening. He's got a 19-yard touchdown run from the first half. And uh, it is now, with the extra point pending, once again, Canutillo 28 and Burgess 7. L.J. Martin running strong tonight for Canutillo. 21 carries, 150 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Uh, touchdown runs of 38 yards and a one-yard uh, a one-yard touchdown run. And we're going to, well, here's a, a penalty on the extra point try. I think maybe somebody uh, left too soon on defense for Burgess. But the Burgess is struggling tonight, and uh, they've held uh, Tavares Jones in check. 20, uh, 27 yards rushing on 10 carries. And the lone touchdown for Burgess tonight, uh, Andy Rutledge fired a 90-yard touchdown pass to Sean Street. That extra point was good. And Rutledge has been under uh, a lot of pressure from the defense. He's 4 of 8, 112 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, and one sack. And uh, this uh, penalty was on Canutillo, but he had to move. Uh, somebody moved too soon on Canutillo, but it didn't matter because Andre Sanchez was able to uh, – Pick up that extra point. Uh, the score now is Canutillo uh, 29 and Burgess 7. Once again, the big story tonight, L.J. Martin, the junior running back, 
21 carries, 150 yards rushing, touchdown runs of 38 yards and one yard. And uh, on the other side, Tavares Jones being held in check, 27 carries or 27 yards and 10 carries for the Burgess Mustangs. So 8.30 left in the third quarter at Mustang Stadium. It is Daniel Thiel, 29, and Burgess 7. And, Bo, this just in from that good game out at Bowie's Beatty Samang. Uh, our Ray Aguilar just sends this to us. Uh, Dom Aguilar, an 11-yard touchdown run for Fort Stockton. So 19-14 turns into 25-14. to But, you know, I couldn't be more impressed with, uh, you know, the first game out of the box for the Bowie Bears. I thought this was going to be romp and stomp. They're right there with them. Yeah, Bowie 0-5 last season. Fort Stockton 5-6, and but once again, uh, COVID-19 wreaked havoc on uh, all the programs around here. Really tough season last year. And Bowie hanging with uh, Fort Stockton right now. Good to see. Yeah, 5-6, and six, but District 2 Fort Ray champs. And we mentioned before, that's in the same district as Andrews. Andrews the beast who everybody in this town is deathly afraid of. 5-6 uh, and six is, is not the same as uh, the typical 5-6. and six. They play over their heads uh, normally. And uh, once they get to district, they're tough. Back out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. Not a stat you would have thought, reading all the press clippings coming into the season. Tavoris Jones only uh, nearly 30 yards rushing, while L.J. Martin for Canateo, 150. Does that surprise you? Not specifically, just because uh, Canateo is a tough team. They're a hard-running team. Uh, you got to be terrific defensively to stop the running game. That's what they do. You're not really worried about them throwing throwing it up the field. It's usually the QB and the running back, and those guys take turns slamming it into the line. But um, you know, I, I knew L.J. Martin was tough, but Tavares Jones, the ten yards part, yeah, absolutely, that does surprise me. Just because Tavares Jones is is such a talent. But the other thing we talked about, Canyon Teo, typically from year to year, has among the best defenses in the city. Very often. The best defense in the city, of course, the year they went to the, the Final Four. What was that, uh, 2014? Been so many years ago. But it was the defense, absolutely, they carried him. The offense was average. The defense was superior. And a lot of those same uh, coaches from that staff are still around coaching the X and O's uh, for the Kennedy Eagles. And like you said earlier, Scott Brooks made a name for himself with defense, and Kenetio keeps playing defense tonight, doing a fantastic job of defense on Tavoris Jones and the Burgess Mustangs. Wow. Lead Burgess 29-7, to the Kenetio Eagles do at Mustang Stadium. Hey, let's go get an update from Adrian Broadus out at Delvai against Coronado over at T-Bird Stadium. Adrian, take it away. Under eight minutes to go here in the third quarter, 15 drives in this game, 12 punts. It's, it's still scoreless out here at Thunderbird Stadium where no one has been able to get a touchdown or a field goal in this one. To start things off, in the first half, both teams have exchanged punts. Del Valle has 78 yards on the ground, 129 total yards in this game, while Coronado, 126 total yards in this one, led by their 86 passing yards through the air. So again, under eight minutes to go in the third, scoreless out here at Thunderbird Stadium. Tough game between Del Valle and Coronado right now. Anybody, maybe the first person to win, uh, find the end zone, will take that game. Uh, very tough. Could be tough defenses. Maybe the defenses are playing a big part tonight between Del Valle and Coronado. All right, let's head out to Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium, the Horizon Scorpions and the Austin Panthers. At last check, Austin was up 20 to nothing at halftime. Let's get an update from the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, at R.E. McKee Stadium. Brandon. 
152 remaining here in the third quarter. Still Austin 20 to nothing over Horizon. They're just running all over the Scorpions tonight. As a matter of fact, they are driving down the field again as this third quarter is nearing an end. They're at the Horizon 10-yard line. There is an injury, so we'll wait for that here. But Wilson, their running back, Jaden Wilson, great night, 16 carries, 85 yards, three touchdowns, two receiving, one uh, pardon me, two rushing TDs, one receiving. And then Ivan Gonzalez, their other stud running back, 12 carries, 93 yards, averaging nearly eight yards per carry. There is 152 remaining here in the third quarter at R.E. McKee Stadium, all Austin, 20 to nothing over Horizon. Okay, Brandon, thank you very much. Boy, the Austin Panthers just keep plugging away, playing really well despite losing a lot of offensive weapons and holding Horizon in check, leading 20 to nothing in the third quarter. Uh, they could be hoping for a running clock down at Lions Stadium. Clint Lyons hosting the Monahans Lobos. Let's go get an update from Joe Rod, Joe Rodriguez Lions. at Lions Stadium. Joe. <clears throat> Thank you very much, bro. 118 left in the ball game, and the Clint Lions just scored a touchdown, a four yard run by number 24, Kai Mora. Makes it a 49 to 16 game with the extra point pending. And well, what can we say? The second half, I think it was just trying, uh, the Monaghan Lobos were just trying to close out this game, and they did a rather efficient job of it. Uh, right now, uh, uh, the Clint Lions are capping off a drive. That started at their own 29-yard line that ran for 17 plays, typical Clint Lyons fashion. All but one of them were on the ground, and they were able to convert. So from out here at Clint Stadium with 118 to go and the extra point coming up, it is all Monahan's leading Clint by the score of 49-16. to All right, Joe, thank you very much. Wow, 49-16, nice to see Clint playing with a bit of fight there at the end. Talking about fight, nice to, to see the Jefferson Silver Foxes fighting. Sal Montes, Arturo Rubio, a touchdown run. One minute left in the contest. Jefferson leads Alpine 37-27. to 27. This reminds me of the Stevie Wonder song, <laughs> Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. Oh, almost there, but... I mean, I probably just jinxed them. Nonetheless, I'm still proud of my guys. Hey, a minute left. you up by 10. Liking your odds. I like it, but it's Texas football. We can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank and, you, so. And the text coming from Arturo Rubio's dad. We talked about Jose Rubio. Talked about me, Miguel Rubio. Ricardo Rubio, the proud papa. I'm surprised he could even uh, squeeze the notes out from uh, Alpine. Congrats to the Jefferson Silver Foxes. If you didn't jinx them, I surely just did. Well, we have a final down in the Permian Basin. The Pebble Hills Spartans and the Permian Panthers. Permian takes this one 26-15 over the Pebble Hills Spartans. Wow, nice fight. And again, we talked to uh, sophomore quarterback, Hyle Ochoa. You know, he comes from good bloodlines. His brother is Sebastian. Heck of a player. Was at Lamar for a while, and, and I believe now he's down at uh, McMurray. And again, uh, t- talking to his dad, uh, fighting for, for a starting quarterback job out there. Uh, you know, uh, Godspeed to him. Yeah, tough game for the Pebble Hill Spartans. Playing with some fight there against the Mojo, but the Mojo just had a little bit more Mojo tonight. 26-15 Permian over Pebble Hills. But again, that's another one you're talking about, about good losses, and some people say there's no, thing, no such thing as a good loss, and, you know, maybe that's true. But it sure as heck looks like a good loss when you can travel down to Ratliff, you know, against a, a team like Permian and, uh, you know, just stay in the game for as, for as long as they did. And another uh, final, once again, Americus fell to Midland Christian 42-7. to 
Let's head back out to Riverside Riverfront Stadium. Let's get an update from El Paso and Riverside from J.D. Sursley. J.D., take it away. Hey, guys, what's cracking? I'll tell you what's cracking. Jose Godardo has just said, put everything on my shoulders. Four touchdowns over 150 yards. This kid is killing. Uh, 7.50 left in the third quarter. Riverside owns it 42-12. to It is the Jose Godardo show at 7.54, 42-12, Riverside. 42-12. to Paul, Riverside, as you were taking, they're, they're aiming for a district title this year, and they're playing like it right now. Yeah, 14-7 last year. That's a touchdown that I'm sure is sticking in their craw and has. They're not used to the, all those Riverside guys. that We said those ex-coaches or ex-players that are now on the coaching staff, they're not used to losing to Clint, and you know they got that game circled on their calendar. Absolutely. That'll be a fun one later in the season, but the Riverside Rangers starting out the season tough, currently leading El Paso High School 42-12, to that one in the third quarter. Fun game between Eastlake and El Dorado at the sack. The Falcons and the Aztecs. Let's head out to Alex Nicolas with an update from the sack. Alex. 5-17 and running left until halftime. Score still Eastlake 20, El Dorado 7. That last Eastlake touchdown, as Paul mentioned, was Rendon to Moreno. 49 yards on the strike. Then on the ensuing kickoff, El Dorado would drive 13 plays, 65 yards, but a missed 42-yard field goal by Garrick Felix would end that drive very disappointingly. And Eastlake now takes over driving on their own side of the field. Under five minutes left in the opening half, it's Eastlake 20, El Dorado 7. All right, Alex, thank you very much. A fun one there in the first half over at the Student Activities Complex. 20-7, Eastlake over El Dorado. An update from Clovis, this one. Oh, well, I still got 27-20. Clovis over his Letta. No update there. Still waiting for an update here. Also around Rudosa leading Mountain View 21-14. Jeff over Alpine 37-27. Wonder if that one's gone final. Just a minute left. That one should be going final any moment now. Also in lightning delays around in Albuquerque in the northern New Mexico. Cibola leads Las Cruces 19-0. Also Franklin Trailing Cleveland 21 to 6, both games in lightning delays. Tough right there. Last check, Cathedral over Tornillo, 34 nothing. Anthony over San Elizario, 17 nothing. Those in the second half. And Bowie and Fort Stockton right now, Beatty Smang Stadium. Last check in late in the game. Stockton leading Bowie 25 14. You're listening to Football Friday Night here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Many more scores and updates coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night on ESPN El Paso 600 right here. What an exciting first night of high school football. Plenty of action to talk about. Let's go down some scores. A little rundown here. Midland Christian topped Americas 42-7. In the third quarter, Parkland leads Eastwood at last check 14-7. Canatillo leads Burgess 29-7. Del Valle and Coronado, there's finally a score. Can you believe it? 7-0 right now. Del Valle and Coronado in the third quarter. <laughs> Austin leading Horizon 26-0. 
Clinton Monahan's that game nearly final, 49-16 last check. We'll get a final update from Joe Rodriguez. Riverside over El Paso in the third quarter, 42-12. Also Eastlake and El Dorado in the second quarter. Eastlake on top of El Dorado at last check, 20-7. Fort Stockton over Bowie so far in the fourth quarter, 25-14. Anthony leading San Elizario 27 nothing that game in the third in the second half and last check Cathedral over Tornillo 34 nothing and a couple more coming in uh, Sally you'll like this one two more touchdowns on the board in that Jeff Alpine game I don't know how they did that in a minute but both TDs go to the Jefferson Silver Foxes 44-27 they're going to win this one uh, going away I like the sound of that coming home with the win to start the season. Let's go, Foxes. But uh, long season, however, getting it off on the right foot. I like it on the yeah, right paw. Way. The right paw. Is that the right word? I don't know. Look at look at look at super fan over there. Now all we got to do is find somebody who's a fan of Riadoso. Second half underway out there. Riadoso just stuck another touchdown on the board. They've doubled up Mountain View, twenty-eight to fourteen now from Riadoso. And at last check, Clovis topping Isleta this game in the second half, twenty-seven. To 20. And last check also, lightning delays all over the state of New Mexico. Franklin trailing Cleveland 21-6. This is a lightning delay at halftime. Also at halftime, Cibola leading Las Cruces 19-0. And look at Adrian Broadus and the Delvalle Conquistadores. You know, finally they stick a touchdown on the board. It takes three quarters. And before you even can say touchdown on the board in three quarters... There's another one up there, there and it's go. to the Del Valle Conquistadores again. 14 to nothing now out on top of uh, Coronado. Rudy Contreras, I don't know how he does it, but he's cranking out good teams. Wow, and look at that. The solid defense on the Coronado T-Birds. They're hoping for something exciting out there, but Del Valle finally putting away. Remember, there was no score at halftime in that one. Finally, Del Valle gets a touchdown, let alone two huh. here in the third quarter. So pretty exciting. We're going to run down our no-huddle offense right now, starting with our game of the week, Parkland and Eastwood at Tripper Stadium. Let's first start at the sack with Alex Nicholas, Eastlake and El Dorado. Alex, take it away. Hot action once again. Uh, gentlemen, 2.22 left here uh, right before halftime. We have a touchdown. It was Devin Barraza on the receiving end. Excuse me, check that. That was 88 in Batista. That was a 41-yard strike. Just happened right now. Actually, a 44-yard strike. And that was after the Eastlake defense comes up with the stop. So, hot action. 222 left here until halftime. Extra point pending. 26-7. to Eastlake with the lead over wow. El Dorado. The Eastlake Falcons can score and score fast, score quickly, and they're showing that tonight against El Dorado at the sack. And they just dumped the number, well, <laughs> in one season anyway, the number two passer in the history of El Paso football, uh, Ryan Olivas. Graduated, went off to, what, Houston Baptist? But remember in 2019, the guy threw for over 35, excuse me, 3,800 yards. That's number two all-time in a season. Trails only uh, A.J. Briggs, of all people. Parkland Matador is the only uh, El Paso one ever 
to throw for more than 4,000 yards, and that was uh, Deion Hankins' his junior year. So you got a quarterback throwing for over 4,000. You got Hankins running for more than 2,000. So guess which offense has the all-time yardage <laughs> yeah, lead in the, in the history of El Paso? But we're talking about Olivas, who threw it all over creation. That kid is gone. All those good receivers, Blas Compion, no longer around. Uh, they graduated Dane Curley a couple of years ago. But, I mean, all that talent. And, and uh, oh, who are we overlooking? Oh, just Matt Jones, the guy who owns the uh, single-game all-time receiving record in the state of Texas, 24 catches in one game against uh, Lubbock Monterey in the playoffs. It wasn't against somebody bad. Playoff game. In fact, they lost the game. He catches 24 balls. Also owns the city's all-time one-year receiving record. Would have broken Michael Blanco's all-time receptions record last year except for COVID got in the way and injuries only played in a couple of games but had 120 something catch 124 catches in one season I think you know nobody else has even broken 100 I think the previous record was uh, Willie Harris Austin Panthers back in the 90s with like 97 balls so obliterated that record so that's what's gone from East Lake. Oh, so what? Pretty good Eldorado team coming in. Eh, we'll just put 27 on them with all these new guys in the first half. <laughs> Not too bad, Bo. Not too bad at all. All right, now time for our two-minute drill, our no-huddle offense, sponsored by the El Paso Association of Builders. We're going to go out to our game of the week, Parkland and Eastwood, and join Steve Escajeda. Steve, what's the update? Well, guys, we've got uh, 7.58 to go here in the third quarter, and uh, no change in the score. Parkland continues to lead Eastwood 14-7. to uh, But in the last uh, drive, again, Parkland driving all the way down uh, deep in Eastwood territory uh, until their quarterback, uh, Brian Albaram, threw an interception to Eastwood's Christian Munoz inside the 10-yard line to snuff that drive. But Isaiah Beasley really running it hard for Parkland, 25 carries, 159 yards on the score. Again, here we are, 7.56 to go in the third. Parkland, 14, Eastwood 7. Boy, that's going to be a great game. Parkland and Eastwood, what a finish that's going to be. You can just sense it because mm-hmm. Eastwood could put up a lot of a points. Parkland, they're threatening. Going to be a fun one. Thank you very much, Steve. Let's head out to Burgess and Canateo. Last check, it was 29-7. to Canateo over Burgess holding Burgess running back Tavoris Jones to just 28 yards rushing. Let's head out and join Coach Jaime Chavez with an update. Coach. We've got 156 left in the third quarter. It is uh, the same, Canutillo 29 and Burgess 7. L.J. Martin, junior running back for Canutillo. He's got 21 carries, 150 yards rushing, touchdown runs of 38 and 1 yard, and they've held uh, the Canutillo defense. They've held Burgess, uh, Tavares Jones in check, 11 carries, 31 yards rushing for the senior running back. Again, 156 left in the third quarter at Mustang Stadium. It is Canutillo 29 and Burgess 7. Coach, thank you very much. Wow, 29-7, big one for Canateo, looking good out there against the Burgess Mustangs. It, if Coach is a little distracted, his Pittsburgh Steelers, it is <laughs> NFL preseason, but they're down 34-3 to, to, to the Panthers. It's tough. tough. Tough days right now for the Steelers. But hey, let's head out to Delvay and Coronado. T-Bird Stadium, Adrian Braun is standing by. We got touchdowns finally at T-Bird <laughs> Stadium. Adrian, take it away. End of the third quarter out here at Thunderbird Stadium. Del Valle leads Coronado 14 to nothing. 
after Christian Martinez raced in for a six-yard rushing touchdown. Del Valle capitalized on a fumble by Coronado and scored three plays later on a 16-yard rushing score by R.J. Bracamonte. So, again, it is the end of the third quarter out here at Thunderbird Stadium. Del Valle 14, Coronado 0. All right, Adrian, just excited to get some touchdowns out there. You hear a little bit of liveliness in his voice. He's excited, finally. Touchdowns. All right, down to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn. Austin looking good to start the season against the Horizon Scorpions. Last check, 26-0. Let's get an update from the Iceman. Brandon, take it away. 9.48 left here in this one, and it is Austin 26-7 over Horizon. Horizon gets a lucky break here as Austin fumbles at their own one-yard line as they're running it back. Uh, Ivan Gonzalez ends up coughing it up. And then one play later, Horizon QB Jacob Tejas ends up calling his own number and scoring on the one-yard keeper, making the score Austin 26-7. Worth noting that at the 11.55 mark of the third quarter, Austin star running back Jaden Wilson ends up getting injured. We don't know the prognosis of the injury. It appears to be a right leg. He was down for a while. He has yet to come back. In the game, nine forty-three left here in the contest. Still, all Austin, twenty-six to seven over Horizon. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Great job. Now let's head out to Riverfront Stadium and JD Sursley with an update on Riverside and El Paso. JD. JD, there, take it away. All right, guys, yeah, 3.34 left in the third. Uh, still Jose Guardado show. He scored another touchdown and adds to his fifth 27-yard run earlier. Um, El Paso I cannot buy a tackle with this kid. Uh, again, it is 3.34 left in the third quarter, 49-12 Riverside. 49-12, the Riverside Rangers. Boy, looking tough out there at Riverfront Stadium. Hey, let's get a wrap-up now from Joe Rodriguez at Lions Stadium. This was a tough one for the Clint Lions against the Monahans Lobos. Joe, how did that one end up? All final out here in Clint, though, was the Monahans, Monahan, uh, Monahans Lobos defeating the Clint Lions by a score of 49-17. to 17. Uh, Coach Stell has to be completely happy with his sophomore quarterback, Cheno Navarrete, who went 8 for 12 for 252 yards, four touchdown passes on the night. He also carried the ball four times for 85 yards and a touchdown run. It was definitely his night in his debut in his varsity effort for the Lobos. And, well, what can we say for the Clint Lions other than the total yards for the game was 231, obviously over 95% of those yards were on the ground, but this is still way short of what they averaged last year when they went 6-1, and one, undefeated in district, and they averaged 386 yards. Up next for the Monaghan Lobos, they will host Andrews, while uh, the Clint Lions will have another home game out here in Clint when they host the El Paso High Tigers. So we have a final out here at Clint, Monaghan's Lobos, 49 Clint Lions, 17. Okay, Joe, thank you very much. 49-17, the final Monahans over Clint. Clint, a really good season, solid season last year, even though it was a tough season. 6-1, and one, earned a by-district win in the playoffs. Uh, Roosevelt Martinez, head coach, in his 17th year at Clint High School, got to be... Got to be pretty upset about this one. Was probably hoping more for his from his lines. Well, yeah, yeah, but you got to remember who they lose. Oh, just everybody. Your quarterback, 
your fullback, your two halfbacks, and those are all always your best players on defense as well. They play on both sides out there in those four Ray schools. And uh, like you said, Roosevelt, he's been around forever. One loss at the start of a season. And not going to devastate those guys. Uh, the number two tenured coach, by the way, we already talked about Scott Brooks and how long he's been around. Roosevelt's just a couple of years behind him, right on, right on his heels as, as far as longevity goes. And by the way, how good do you have to be? How agreeable do you have to be with the folks that you work with to have them keep you around for that long? Everybody's act, regardless of who they are, has a tendency to, to grow old you know, after time. It's just like you getting along with everybody here at KROD, right? Yeah, 17 yeah. years? Here we go. Yeah, no, no. You and me, we've been here about two hours together, and already you started getting my nerves a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's go out to back to the sack. Eastlake and El Dorado. At last check, it was 26-7. to 7. Eastlake over El Dorado. Let's get a check of this good game down at the sack between the Falcons and the Aztecs. Alex. One thirteen left here until halftime. The East El Dorado defense with a big, big play on the ensuing possession. It's the all-district defensive end, Caleb Gutierrez. Eastlake trying to run a little underneath shovel pass. Gutierrez with a strip with the recovery. And El Dorado takes over in plus territory right now. A third down and about one from the 15-yard line. Under a minute to go. And it's Eastlake 27, El Dorado 7. Wow, this could be big for the Eldorado Aztecs to get back into this game. If they get a score here with a minute left in the first half, this could really do wonders to their confidence at halftime. No doubt. Uh, sorry, uh, otherwise occupied a final from out in Tornillo. Well, what a great way for, for the Cathedral Fighting Irish to start off uh, their season. Remember, only got to play one game last year. One single lousy game. Well, this is a one single game, but it's not lousy. Cathedral all over Tornillo, 47 to nothing. Israel Diaz, a couple of touchdown runs for the Fighting Irish to lead the way to victory. Nice job for the Cathedral Fighting Irish. <laughs> Two-time well state done. champs, the tap state champs there. Exciting for Cathedral to start this year off on a right note. Hey, we got a score out at Eastwood's Trooper Stadium. Let's pick it up with Steve Escajeda with an update. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. We've got 639 here to go in the third quarter, wow. and we are now tied 14 all as Eastwood has come back. Andrew Martinez, their quarterback, running it in from a yard out to make it 14-14. And uh, Martinez is really heating up now, guys. 14 out of 26 in the air, 274 yards, and a score on the night. And Isaiah Pena, what a ball game. He's having six catches for 124 yards and a score. Sam Lopez, don't forget about him, four catches, 111 yards. And, in fact, on the ensuing kickoff, Parkland got the ball. They were hit and fumbled on their own 41-yard line. Eastwood took it over from there, and right now they're charging. They're at the uh, Parkland 19-yard line, first down and 10 from there. So, with 6.28 to go here in the third quarter, we're all tied up. Eastwood 14, Parkland 14. Okay, Steve, that's going to be a great one. That's going to be a great one as this one finishes up with six minutes to go. Tied at 14 Troopers making a game of this. This is going to be a barn burner at Trooper Stadium. And I saw some pictures out there. Trooper Stadium is absolutely packed right now for this one. (laughs) 
Yeah, don't say that too loud. Some people will be freaking out over that. <laughs> start to start marching and picketing. <laughs> but uh, wow, what a game there. 14-14. All right, so we're going to have much more as we come back. Remember, you want to tr- need a new spot to try? How about experience Taco Avocat for feel-good fast food? Family packs available for the big game or stop by their drive-thru and grab Taco Avocat to go. Wear your school colors and receive 10% off at Taco Avocat. Now that's pretty cool. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocat.com. Still to come on Football Friday Night, some more scores, out-of-town scores, final scores, all of your scores. Uh. And we'll take you out to every game with a live report only on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you, Sal. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll get to your scores sponsored by Longhorn Distributing in just a moment. First, a breaking update from Trooper Stadium, the Parkland Matadors, and the Eastwood Troopers. Let's head out to Steve Escajeda with an update. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. We're down to 518 in the third quarter. We just announced that the Eastwood had come back to tie the game at 14. Well, uh, they've now taken the lead 21 to 14. They took advantage of that uh, fumble by Parkland at about the uh, their own 41-yard line, drove it down the field on that quarterback again. Andrew Martinez running it in from 11 yards out again to make it uh, 21-14. For Martinez, so far in the ball game, he's carried the ball five times for 40 yards with a couple of touchdowns. Again, he's thrown for 278 and another score. Five balls, five now to go in the third. Good ball game here, Eastwood. Now on top of Parkland, 21 to 14. Eastwood up 21 14. Paul, we knew Eastwood could put up some points. Andrew Martinez showing the way today. Yeah, I'm surprised it took so long. And, and again, you know, we came into this one talking about, oh, Eastwood receiving core. You know, they're all tall. You know, they could, they could, well, they're also very young. Uh, the only guy who comes back, Isaiah Pena, only guy who's made plays over the last couple of years. These are new guys trying to step into uh, roles of other guys who've made uh, plays over the last five or six years. So the air game really hadn't done. What's, what's been going on? Andrew Martinez tucking it and going. The vet. Again, this guy is a three-year starter now, and, and he's playing like it. Troopers need big plays and big minutes. And the senior, the three-year starting senior at quarterback, Andrew Martinez, he's the one making those plays. 21-14. Wow. Eastwood comes back and uh, gets out on top of Parkland. And just as you were saying, Andrew could do it with his legs. 40 yards rushing per Steve Escajeda. So 21-14 in the third quarter. Let's go down your scoreboard. Sponsored by Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies. Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Canateo Burgess update. The Canateo Eagles lead the Burgess Mustangs 29-15 this late in the third quarter. Last check, Delvai. Finally, we get some touchdowns for Adrian Bratis out there at T-Bird Stadium. Huh. Delvai now leading Coronado 21-0 in the third quarter. Also in the fourth quarter now, Austin Panthers lead the Horizon Scorpions 32-7. And in the fourth quarter, Riverside up on El Paso High School 49-12. At halftime now, the East Lake Falcons lead the El Dorado Aztecs 27 to 7. 
late in the game, Fort Stockton leads Bowie 25-14. At halftime, Anthony leads San Elizario 27-0. Cathedral, still late in this game. We thought it was over, but no, this they're still trucking along. Cathedral still scoring. They're leading Tornilla right now 54-0. Out of town, up in Albuquerque in a lightning delay. 21-6, Cleveland leads Franklin, also in lightning delay. Cibola over Las Cruces, 19-0. And this chance just in from our Adrian Bratis. As you said, it took three quarters to score a touchdown. Now they won't stop, but this time the Coronado Thunderbirds finally on the board. Uh, Blake Randag uh, hits Cade Little, 49-yard touchdown reception. They close to within 21-7 and a couple of uh, out-of-town scores. Midland Legacy, uh Robert E. Lee High School no longer exists out in Midland, Bo Bagley. It is now Legacy High School. Still the Rebels. Legacy Rebels all over Amarillo, 37-7. That one uh, late in the fourth quarter as the team formerly lo- known as Midland Lee. Now Legacy uh, off to a good start uh, to the 2021 season. San Angelo Central, ditto, 43-28. They beat Shoemaker and in a Thursday night game, from District 26A. These are the teams we'll be seeing. Round one, our 6A teams. Lubbock Monterey takes out Odessa. So 5A Monterey beats 6A Odessa, 32-27. Elsewhere, Paladuro in overtime now with Plainview, 34-26. So they scored and went for two. Plainview with the ball as we speak. Elsewhere, Borger Lubbock, 7-6. That was an early score. Hereford beat Caprock Thursday, 13 to 7. Randall uh, up on Canyon, 13 to 6. That was a third quarter score. This one, a final. Wichita Falls Rider beats Dumas, 38 to 18. A couple of other Thursday scores. Chisholm Trail over to Wichita Falls, 34 23. Burleson beats Wiley, 42 3. And uh, what was that uh, Cibola Las Cruces score last I had was 19 zip at uh, halftime. I don't know if you have an update on that one, Bo. Looking up that one right now, but in the and of course delay. Gadsden. Uh, while you look for that one, Gadsden all over Chapin. Halftime score from our buddy Russ Bannister, thirty-two zip Gadsden all over Chaparral. Oh, nice job to start the season for the Gadsden Panthers. Yes, at at the moment, still lightning delays all wow. over the state of New Mexico. Wow, for Franklin and Cleveland up in Albuquerque, Las Cruces and Cibola south of Albuquerque there. So, or uh, north of Albuquerque. So. Uh, Tough, tough start to the season for the Las Cruces Bulldogs and Franklin Cougars so far. But not so tough for the Cathedral Fighting Irish. Just went final 54 to nothing. Fight, Fighting Irish get off to a 1 0 start as uh, they take down Tornillo. And ooh, uh, you talked about lightning. Uh, David Bird, uh, a text from Albuquerque. Franklin Cougars back underway. Cameron Bird to. Coach's kid, really, Miles McWhorter. You broke the news on that. I thought this guy was still back in Los Fresnos. No, he's he's, in Franklin now. He wants to play for his dad. Why not? And he wants to catch touchdowns for his dad. That's what he just did. Cougars on the board again, and they close within 21-13. And I don't know where we left that one. Was it second quarter? A lot of football to still still to be played out in Albuquerque, 21-13. Uh, Rio Rancho Cleveland up on Franklin. And Lee McWhorter uh, taking over on an interim basis for uh, Franklin head coach Darren Walker, who's taking, a, once again, a leave of ab- absence. Lee McWhorter has the coach's son getting in a touchdown. That's pretty exciting for the Franklin Cougars. 
And a nice kid to bring along. That kid was a preseason all-district running back for uh, 32-6A Los Fresnos. So, uh, you know, you get the coach, you get the kid. That doesn't seem like a bad deal Not for those Westsiders. Yeah. Not bad at all. Some other finals from earlier today. Midland Christian topped in Americas 42-7. Monahans topping Clint 49-17 the final. Cathedral over Tenillo 54-0. Midland, the Bulldogs over the Montwood Rams, 48-24. Pebble Hills and Permian, boy, what a duel that one was, but Permian proving too tough down at Ratliff Stadium. Permian topping Pebble Hills, 26-15. And then Jefferson really pulling away, 22, I should say, 30 unanswered points for the Jefferson Silver Foxes as they top Alpine, 44-27. We're going to come get live updates a little bit later as we take a break. Or who do we have? We got an update right now, so I'm a breaking update. Escajeda. Let's go to our game of the week. Parkland and Eastwood enjoying Steve Escajeda. Steve. Thanks a lot, guys. Things are really starting to heat up here at Eastwood Troopers Stadium. It is now Eastwood 21 and Parkland 20. Isaiah Beasley, we told you he's having a big night. He just ran it in from eight yards out. Uh, to bring it uh, to within one. However, the extra point was no good. So Eastwood does still hold on to the lead. But again, it's, uh, it's a 21-20 uh, lead. Again, we were about three and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. Great ball game. And let me just update some stats, just at least for Isaiah Beasley. Uh, this new running back, boy, I tell you, it's really a stud. 27 carries, 171 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. So 3.30 exactly to go here in the third. It is now Eastwood 21, Parkland 20. Wow, what a barn burner there between the Parkland Matadors and the Eastwood Troopers at Trooper Stadium. 21-20, Eastwood over Parkland right now at the moment, third quarter. Thank you very much, Steve. What a game that one is. And Parkland showing that they have got some fight here at the start of the season. And that's another team, a quarterback from last year, the Lewis kid. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, running back gone. Receivers gone. Let's just find some new kids and plug them in. You know, second verse, same as the first. They're still putting points on the board, and and I guess they always will. Absolutely. Pretty exciting there. Game at Trooper Stadium once again looks packed out there. That looks like a lot of fun. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Let's see if we can get an update. We're going to go out to uh, Alex Nicholas in just a moment, get an update from the sack between Eastlake and El Dorado. Once again, some other scores from around the area. Anthony at halftime over San Elizario, 27-0. Let's see, Gadsden over Chaparral, 32-0. Cibola and Las Cruces still in a lightning delay at the moment. We'll see if, since Franklin-Cleveland got underway, we'll see if that Las Cruces-Cibola game gets underway here pretty soon as well. And Mountain View not quite done yet either. Making a run out there against Riadoso. Salcedo to Valenzuela, eight-yard scoring pass. Five minutes left in the contest. Riadoso still with the 35-28 lead. I don't know. Is it too early for the onside kick, Bo Bagley? Oh, not at all. Why not go for it? You know what? You're in Riadoso. Anything can happen in the altitude. Mm. Why not? Let's just kick it off. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Hey, let's go back out to the Student Activities Complex. Join Alex Nicholas for an update between Eastlake and El Dorado. Alex. Halftime at the stack. Eastlake leading El Dorado 27-7. to 
very eventful first half, seeing both teams going back and forth. But the small things are really hurting El Dorado right now, as we talked about from the opening. New coach, new playmakers on on that side of the ball, on each side of the ball, just trying to figure it out here early. Let's take a look at some first half stats. For the leading East Lake Falcons, 294 yards of total offense for the Falcons in the first half. We talked about replacing a 5,429 career yard passer in Orion Oliva, Sebastian Rendon, fitting the bill in the first half, 10 of 17, passing 173 yards, three touchdowns in that first half, two in the first quarter. Elijah Uribe, the switchblade do-it-all for the Falcons, seven carries, 67 yards. He also threw a 24-yard touchdown pass. Has also caught a, a 20-yard touchdown pass and has three catches for 38 yards. El Dorado, 171 total yards. They're using a two-quarterback system. Richard Porfio, 5 of 11, 69 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Quincy Estrada, 4 of 10, 33 yards. He's ran for just 30 yards in the ballgame. Isaiah Rudison, eight, ca- 8 carries, 48 yards. Andre Thomas, 3 catches, 59 yards and a touchdown. For El Dorado. El Dorado gets the ball to receive the second half. They've had a few drives, particularly that last drive when you guys last went to me. Estrada completed a 14-yard pass at the one-yard line to Rudison. Time was running down. They line up. Estrada gets stuffed at the goal line. So a big chance, of, just like I mentioned, those off- missed opportunities for El Dorado all night. And they trail Eastlake here at the half. Start of the third quarter coming up in four minutes. Eastlake 27, El Dorado 7. All right, Alex, thank you very much. What a game there for the Eastlake Falcons in the first half over the Eldorado Aztecs, 27-7. And we got a barn burner out at Mustang Stadium. We got a scoring update, a breaking update. Let's head out to Coach Jaime Chavez. We're an update on Canateo Burgess. Coach. 7.25 left in the fourth quarter. It is now Canateo 29 and Burgess 22. Burgess has scored two touchdowns. In a span of uh, five minutes, Andy Rutledge fired two touchdown passes to Sean Street of eight and five yards. And, and now it looks like Gunnitio is backed up. Our score here with uh, seven and one left in the fourth quarter with uh, Gunnitio 29 and Burgess 22. Now Gunnitio, they've got a, yeah, they've got a fourth, a fourth and eight. They're backed up at their own 25 yard line and Burgess is going to have good field position. They've got two men, including two speedsters, Ray Campos and also Tavares Jones, who's been held in check pretty much tonight. Jones with uh, 12 carries and 46 yards, and that's not a very good punt. It's going to land at about the 48-yard line, and Burgess is going to have great field position. As they've uh, climbed themselves, uh, they've got themselves back into, back into this game after struggling. The offense has come to life in the fourth quarter. We've got uh, 6.28 left in the fourth quarter at Mustang Stadium with Burgess. They've got the ball at their own 48-yard line. It is Kanye Dio 29 and Burgess 22. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Wow, what a game there. 29-22. Now Burgess with the ball. Canatia leads Burgess 29-22. you got to think that this is Tavoris Jones' time right here. Grind that clock, grind some yards, and get Burgess back in the end zone to tie the game. Possibly take a win. Who knows? Yeah, it would have been nice if he was, uh, you know, landing the body blows all <laughs> night long. But I mean, he's he's a he's a guy lining in a bottle guy. You know, give him five yards and he goes for fifty five. So 
You know, they got they quick score ability. Mustangs have it. But it's the Sean Street kid. Brought him over for the defense. It was the great experiment for them. What's he got? Three touchdown catches tonight. The 90-yarder to get him on the, on the board in the first half. I would say experiment a success. And Andy Rutledge now three touchdown passes for the Burgess Mustangs. Once again, 29-22. Burgess and Canateo leading Burgess. But that game... Going to be an exciting one. We're going to do another score recap and polish off some games here that have gone final. We'll get a recap next. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right. Thank you, Sal. Welcome back to Football Friday Night. Some games late in the fourth quarter now. Actually, some games maybe just going to halftime, too, up in, ah, in, in Albuquerque. No doubt. But, hey, an update from Parkland and Eastwood. Still Eastwood up over Parkland, 35-20. That a game now in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, the Eastlake Falcons over El Dorado, 34-7. This game just went final. Gadsden and Chaparral. Gadsden tops Chaparral, 52-0. And, Paul, I believe you have another update. Yeah, how about those Asleti Indians with about 10 minutes left in the contest? 34-27, Asleti takes the lead. David Avalos, the big interception to set it up. Tommy Ringo uh, punches it in. So uh, that's the latest score we have anyway. Asleti on top. And, uh, again, we're talking about a, a team in Clovis. Last time they had playoffs, 2019, they were semifinalists. They made it to the Final Four in the state of New Mexico. Uh, Esleta uh, is really showing up and showing out tonight. What a great way to start the season. Way to go, Tommy Ringo. That's So far, he gets the name of the night. No we'll doubt. We'll see if the name of the night is sponsored. We'll go, we'll go take a look at that. <laughs> so, hey, so what we have is other updates from Albuquerque at halftime. Cleveland leads Franklin 35-20. to 20. And at halftime, uh, or this game just starting the third quarter, Cibola over Las Cruces, 19-0. Here's some finals from around the area. Canatillo topping Burgess, 29-22. Del Valle over Coronado, 27-7. Austin over Horizon, 32-14. Monahans over Clint Big, 49-17. Riverside over El Paso High, 63-12. And Bowie falls to Fort Stockton, 32-21. Yeah, not a bad loss for those guys. A score update from uh, out at the sack. Uh, Alex Nicolas tells us El Dorado on the board again. Closes to within 34-14. Richard Portillo, the quarterback, finds Isaiah Ruddison on a wheel route. 18 yards out, uh, touchdown. A pretty play, but uh, still a long ways to go for El Dorado uh, down a, a few scores. Again, that one in the second half now, 34-14 Eastlake over El Dorado. 129 left in the third quarter, to be exact. There we go. Let's go get an update from Steve Escajeda, our Game of the Week, sponsored by Cisco Movers, Parkland and Eastwood at Trooper Stadium. Steve, take it away. Thanks a lot, guys. We've got uh, under five minutes to go in the ballgame, and uh, Eastwood comfortably out in front, 35-20 to 20 over Parkland. The Troopers have the ball right now on their own 35-yard line, trying to uh, run out the clock. They just got another first down here near midfield, uh, so they'll get uh, four new downs here. Uh, again, the, the man of the night, uh, Andrew Martinez, 
uh, again, 20 out of 36 to the air, 407 yards passing, two touchdown passes, 51 yards on the ground, three more touchdowns there. And I'll tell you, uh, Bo, like you were saying earlier, uh, this game was 14-7 at the half, Parkland. Uh, Eastwood has come out and outscored them 28-6 to in the second half, just totally shutting uh, Parkland down and, uh, again, uh, passing, running, doing pretty much whatever they want at this point of the ball game. We're under four minutes to go in this one. Eastwood out in front of Parkland, 35-20. to All right, Steve, thank you very much. What a game there, 35 Really, the Eastwood Troopers really pulling away there. Over the Parkland Matadors, once again, five minutes to go in that one. Also another game underway in the third quarter. This one almost at the end of the third quarter, Eastlake up on top of El Dorado, 34-14, that one late in the second half. We got games everywhere. Still looking for updates from San Elizario and Anthony, but lots of finals all over the place. But this one in the at halftime, 35-20, Cleveland-Franklin delayed due to lightning in New Mexico. Been tough goings in New Mexico tonight. Boy, this game also just another game in just started the second half. Cibola and Las Cruces, 19 no. nothing. Cibola over Las Cruces. Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? Who's it worse for, the kids or the parents? Uh, probably the parents. Yeah, uh, no doubt the yeah, parents. Absolutely. You still got to drive home after yeah, this. That's so. what they're thinking about. You betcha. <laughs> Hopefully they can stop by uh, Socorro, get a green chili cheeseburger. Hopefully the owl is still open. That'd be a good stop. <laughs> okay. Lots to go, still more to come with five minutes to go in the Eastwood Troopers game, plus more uh, fourth quarter to come in Eastlake El Dorado. We're going to take a quick break. We have hopefully have some more final scores for you. You're listening to Football Friday Night. El Paso Association of Builders. And remember, senior football players, if you're leading, if you're listening, senior football players must have your SAT ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the Combine and the All-Star Game. Go to 915showcase.com and our social media to see weekly top five performers, scores, and stats of teams and players and more. And once you're all done with all that, head on over to 600ESPNElPaso.com for all of tonight's recaps, Photos by Prep One. Prep One and Jesse Tovar do a fantastic job. And all your final scores for football Friday night at 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, we have another two more games with reporters at. Right now, Eastlake and El Dorado. Alex Nicholas watching kind of a barn burner for the Eastlake Falcons. Eastlake leading El Dorado 34-14. Falcons up by 20 in this one. Parkland and Eastwood. That one coming down to the wire should be close to... Finishing up, Eastwood really pulling away in the second half. For an update, let's go out to Steve Escajeda and join Steve at Parkland in Eastwood. Steve, take it away. Well, guys, the talk, clock is ticking away. Twenty, we just seen our last play of the ball game. Twenty nineteen eighteen. This one's over at Eastwood uh, Stadium. The Eastwood Troopers come from behind to take a thirty-five to twenty win over the Parker Matadors. Uh, Parkland, again, controlling much of that first half, but uh, Eastwood just taking control after halftime, outscoring Parkland 28-6 to from that point on, on to a 35-20 victory. Some uh, individual stats in this building. The Parkland Metadors, if you'll excuse the train in the background, uh, Parkland was set on the ground by Isaiah Beasley. Great ball game. 31 carries, 190 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. 
Uh, quarterback uh, Brian Albaran, uh, 12 out of 28 for 249 yards, one touchdown, but three big costly interceptions. And uh, Demarion Crest, a uh, big ball game for him, six catches, 219 yards, and a touchdown. For the victorious Eastwood Troopers, uh, they were led on the ground by Sam Lopez, eight catches, uh, eight, eight uh, carries, 74 yards. Um, on the, uh, as far as the uh, air, Andrew Martinez, big ball game for him, 20 out of 37, 407 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for another 54 yards and three more scores. And uh, Isaiah Pena, what a ball game, seven catches, 169 yards and a touchdown. The only bad news there is that on his seventh catch, which was a 45-yard uh, yarder, uh, going down the sidelines, he was hit low, and he had to be helped off the field and never returned. So hopefully uh, it's nothing serious. We'll be back next week. So, again, a big uh, ball game for the Eastwood Troopers. Uh, that offense is back and back for both teams. 573 total yards for Eastwood, 504 for Parkland. Great ball game, lots of fun. Football's back, and I tell you what, we had a great one here at Eastwood. Final score from Trooper Stadium: Eastwood thirty-five, Parkland twenty. And Bo, a minute left. Uh, outed Clovis, a sled on the uh, verge of a big upset. One minute left. A sled is still holding on to that thirty-four twenty-seven lead. A sled up facing a fourth down and one. At their own 36-yard line, Clovis burned a timeout to stop the clock, and you would assume Asleta going to punt the ball away. You know, special teams, uh, do your stuff, and uh, which means Clovis may be getting the ball for, uh, 50, 60 yards away with about a minute to go to uh, try and punch in a tying score. Well, big win, or, or I should say close to a big win for the Isleta Indians over Clovis out there. Clovis the with road. the ball at their own 33-yard line after that punt, so... They got a long way to go. We'll see if the Indians defense can hold. Short time to get there. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Yeehaw! Look at that trooper train. Didn't you love that between behind Steve? Yeah, the trooper train. They're rolling today. Thirty-five twenty. Eastwood over Parkland. Boy. Eastwood trailed Parkland at halftime 14-7, to really turned it on in the second half for the win. So thank you very much, Steve. Big games all around. We're going to get your final scoreboard, another update from the sack with Alex Nicholas at East Lake El Dorado as we wrap up Football Friday Night here on 600 ESPN El Paso next. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, Sal, thank you very much as we put a bow on Football Friday Night. It's been a blast tonight. My first one here in the radio studios. Uh, It's been different. I'll tell you that much. It's been a lot of fun, though. A lot of exciting games on here. And we got a really exciting game between Isleta and Clovis. Boy, no kidding. I think we put the jinx on them as soon as they said, I just got to keep them (laughs) from driving a field in a minute. So what happens? Well, 33-yard pass got things started right down the field. And they punch it in. Uh, touchdown, but, uh, of course, going for two, trying to win it. And the two-point conversion failed. So now, don't want to jinx them again, but all a slut has got to do is cover the onside kick. And they're going to come away with a big victory over Clovis, a perennial <laughs> playoff team 
in New Mexico uh, 6A football. That'd be a huge win for the Isleta Indians. Huge. Once again, 34-33, Isleta leading it. Still a little time left to go. We'll keep you updated on that one. Also updated from the sack right now, 41-14, the Eastlake Falcons over the El Dorado Aztecs right now. Late game at the sack. We'll get an update and wrap up here from uh, Alex Nicholas on this game because, boy, Eastlake really just flying away with this one. Yeah, the Rendon kid, I tell you what, they're not missing Orion Olivas at all. Uh, five touchdowns off the new kid's arm tonight. Uh, new kid, same as the old kid, I guess. <laughs> Last update we have from uh, the land of enchantment, Cleveland leading Franklin in the second half, 35-20. And now Cibola has scored again in the third quarter. They lead Las Cruces 26 nothing. Both of those games delayed due to lightning. It looks like... Uh, Siebel is going to run away with that one up 26-0 over Las Cruces and Cleveland up 35-20 over Franklin. Yeah, that's still the half, Bo. Still the half. There we go. Okay. Still, maybe more lightning out there. Huh. Okay, here's a 6A wrap-up as we go down the scoreboard. Midland Christian tops Americus 42-7. Montwood and Midland. Midland, the Bulldogs, top the Montwood Rams 48-24. Permian topping Pebble Hills 26-15. Elsewhere, we got Jefferson over Alpine 44-27. Mountain View and Rudoso. Rudoso topping the Lobos of Mountain View 35-28. Bowie and Fort Stockton. What a game at Beatty Semang, but Fort Stockton prevails over the Bowie Bears 32-21. Santa Teresa over Fabens 26-12. At last check, Anthony led San Elizario 27-0. Cathedral tops Tornillo, that is final 54-0. Parkland and Eastwood, what a barn burner at Trooper Stadium. Eastwood comes back to win it 35-20 over Parkland. Canateo tops Burgess 29-22. Del Valle tops Coronado 27-7. Austin topping Horizon 32-14. Clint and Monahans, whoa, the Lobos come in and just storm the Lions. 49-17, Monahans wins it. And Riverside topping El Paso High School, 63-12. And the Isleta Indians with a defensive stand Ooh. on the two-point conversion. That's going to stand up 34-33, the big comeback and hold-on victory over Clovis. Uh, but we got an out-of-town scoreboard if you got time for it. Let's do it. Midland, formerly, formerly lean now. Legacy, try to say that. I can't. You know that. But I can hardly say anything. Legacy, 37-7. to uh, They pound Amarillo. So different names, same results. Elsewhere, San Angelo Central, 43-28 winners over Shoemaker. Uh, Ta- Amarillo Tascosa, 40 to 21. They beat Abilene. Tascosa is not in 6A anymore. So the lower level team, uh, but Amarillo, man, beats Abilene. Not a surprise. Thursday night, Monterey beats Odessa, 32 to 27. Uh, Paladuro Plainview, last I saw was a 34 26. Paladuro, that in overtime win. NOT went for the two. Didn't see how that concluded. Uh, Lubbock over Plainview, 28-14 in a Thursday nighter. Hereford, same over Caprock, 13-7. Randall beat Canyon High in the Battle of Canyons, 20-13. Lubbock Cooper shuts out Andrews, 27-0. Ryder all over Dumas, 38-18. Chisholm Trail takes down Wichita Falls, 34-23. Burleson over Wiley, 42-3. Both of those Thursday night games, you said Cibolo and Crucis. 
back at it after a halftime full of lightning. And you said it earlier, Gadsden all over Chapin tonight. All right, Chapin. Chaparral, 52 to nothing. Chapin, of course, was last night. By the way, Andrus all over them. Uh, boy, that uh, that 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 Cooper kid, yeah. he's something else. Jeremiah Cooper, boy, Woo. he just he ran over the Huskies. 42-13, Andrus over Chapin. Also last night, Irvin over Hanks, 49-27. And Belair over Socorro, 21-6. Your out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing. Now let's head out to Alex Nicholas with an update from the sack in Eastlake, El Dorado. Alex, it sounds like Eastlake's running away with this one. Yes, sir, they are. Six and a half minutes left here in our ballgame. Eastlake 41, El Dorado 14, Eastlake driving in El Dorado territory at the 15-yard line. The story of the night, though, Sebastian Rendon, his debut as a starter, his spectacular debut as a starter continues. I have him 14 of 23 passing, 267 yards, five touchdowns through the air tonight, three of those going to Elijah Uribe, the star running back who's returning from last year, five catches, 113 yards, three touchdowns, he also has 112 yards rushing. And, oh, by the way, in the words of Booby Miles' uncle, he can pass because he threw a 24-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to open up the scoring. It has been all Eastlake. Eastlake on this drive eclipses 505 total yards of offense, showing speed, showing flash, showing different formations. And right here, another touchdown on, this, uh, on the run. It's going to be Escamilla who gets into the end zone. 534 to go. That's going to be Jeremiah Escamilla who's taken over on this drive. So 534 left here in the ballgame. Extra point pending in East Lake with a 47-14 lead over the Eldorado Aztecs. Wow, 47-14 East Lake over Eldorado still in the fourth quarter. And we got an update from Albuquerque. Yeah, your buddy Bo again. Bo Sparks, hey. another touchdown reception. His uh, second of the night got the first and has the last. Franklin closes within 35-26. Uh, that's still a third-quarter score. All right, Franklin still within striking distance out there of Rio Rancho Cleveland in Albuquerque. So we'll see if uh, Franklin can get it done. And Eastlake looks like they're going to get it done over El Dorado. Cool. And uh, it sure looks like we'll have some of those final scores on our website. KROD600ElPaso.com. We'll have all the updates also on Twitter and everything. As we take a look at next week's games, there are some exciting games. There's a Saturday game. I mean, a Thursday game. Austin at El Dorado. That should be fun at the sack. But then Friday night, we could have a couple barn burners. Andrus and Parkland. It's about time these two Northeast powers meet. and This is going to be a lot of fun. It really is. I, and I tell you what, it's two weeks in a row. We just had Parkland Eastwood. Who knows when the last time those teams played? Like I told you, <laughs> somewhere in the 70s, oh right, when they were in the same district. After that, who knows? And, and here's another one. These guys should have been playing every year, two high-powered Northeastern teams. Uh, there's going to be sparks flying out there. Absolutely. That'll be a fun one. That's Andrus at Parkland on Friday night. Then another fun one, Pebble Hills at Delvai. Pebble Hills played well against Permian tonight. Delvai, of course, ran away from Coronado in the second half. That'll be Friday night at Conquest Stadium. And then, of course, another big one, the Falcons and the Eagles. East Lake and Canateo. That could be another barn burner. The offense versus the defense. And East Lake uh, really doing, doing the job throwing the football tonight. Uh, Burgess more of a ground-bound team. Canuteo defense, at least until the fourth quarter, able to hold up against that. Uh, let's see what that deep backfield looks like against uh, an East Lake team. Holy smokes, you talk about multiple. Team that threw it so much, they morphed into a running team last year. 
Uh, it was that Elijah Uribe guy who was doing the running, but it sounds like tonight from what Alex Nicolas is telling us, Uribe's doing a catch and three touchdown receptions as the starting running back. Uh, Eastlake is, is multiple and versatile and uh, looks like incredibly dangerous. And Canatillo tonight, defense on Tavoris Jones. Absolutely stellar. Absolutely stellar. And now time for our Taco Avocat, maybe player of the night. I'm thinking Eastwood's Andrew Martinez. About 460 yards, five touchdowns, uh, total yards and total touchdowns tonight. He sure looked really good. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, terrific. I think I would, I would lean in uh, for the Martin kid. Again, it gets the battle of running backs. You just talked about Tavares Jones getting shut down with that Burgess defense. Not able to do the same against uh, the big Martin. He's, he's over six feet now. That's what uh, a year of COVID did. The kid did a lot of growing. And uh, 150 plus yards, a couple of touchdowns. He really was key for that Canyon TU offense. What an exciting first night a week of high school football. Can't even believe it's already over, but uh, still some exciting, exciting games coming up next week as well. We'll be here every Friday night yeah. for Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Paul, your final thoughts? It was a good first night, Bo Bagley. <laughs> I think this might work out. Edges. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a little rough around the edges. I could feel it, but still a lot of fun. A lot of energy, and football is back, and that's one thing that we're all excited about. So thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso for Sal Montes. Paul McKinnon, I'm Bo Bagley. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Football Friday Night with Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon on 600 ESPN El Paso. Don't forget to follow the Facebook page, Twitter, and Instagram at 600 ESPN El Paso. Visit us online at 600ESPNElPaso.com for all of the latest regarding your high school football reports and more. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso.